Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh, fourth. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. Know how I know that? You got it out. I got it out last night. It wasn't easy, but we got it to the street. Uh, well, welcome we did the to trash R&R. last night. Oh, that's responsible. Well, I was limping. It was going to take a bit. That's Rudy J. I'm <laughs> Rob Thompson. Easy E, uh, not buttoned mm. up. No excuse today. He got, yeah, he got buttons on that shirt. He's just choosing not. Yeah, to. he's just being the uh, Gen Zer. That's fine. He is. How are you this morning? Lovely. How are you? I'm here. I'm, it's a Wednesday. Last night was strange. No football. I muddled through. Uh, yeah, because we've been watching football since last Thursday, I Thursday, like. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so Monday. So uh, my wife gratefully uh, grabbed the, the, the controller. She took the remote. I noticed last night that uh, we're starting to feel the ramifications of the writers and actors uh, strike. That the, all the new premieres on all of my streaming services are all from some other country. So you mean over. to tell me you didn't watch the VMAs? Was that last night? Yeah. The, uh, See, I don't have any the, kids in the house. How the, am I supposed no, to know not this? No, that would be amazing. MTV Music Awards, right? I thought that was over like Labor Day always. No, that was MTV Music Yeah, and, VMAs, Music Awards, whatever that's, it is. And that's it. So that's MTV still a Music thing. Awards. Yeah, MTV Music Awards was last night. That's the VMAs, right? Video Music Awards. Yeah, I guess so. They get the Spaceman with the flag? All that. Do you think yeah. kids know what that moon is? Moon Man. The Moon Man? I didn't, did my, kids know what the Moon my, Man is? My 15-year-old did not watch. Doesn't, oh, so, Okay. She that used to that. be must see back in you know in the olden days. I can't think of the last time I've seen my fifteen year old watch live television, like live. Like she watches TV, but it's YouTube crap and binge watching American Horror Story, <laughs> which I'm like some of that stuff. I'm like, you yeah, see, man, that's watch? that's it pushing gets, the limits. It does, and I'm just kind of looking at it like, really. So yeah, we were spending evening at home limping around. Yo, what's up with your knee, man? man How you doing? What happened? Talk to the people. In my ongoing quest to improve my body and extend my life. My man. Um, Motion is lotion, Rob. That's what we've been told. That I had, yes. (laughs) Yes, I I understood that. Morning, Miss Beggy. I I decided to take my workouts to the next level. I've walked the streets around my house, and I live kind of north, so there's some hills. And over the last, um, I'd say about a month, I've added walking up and down this very steep hill near me. Okay. So I felt like, you know, that's getting easier. Let's take things to the next level. Let's go. Like, let's turn it yeah, up. Yeah, let's turn I'll it up. I'm, I'm in it. And the weather's getting better, so it's easier. 
So yesterday I went out to just do my normal stuff, and I thought, you know what? It's 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 a brisk ninety five. It's not even a hundred yet. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go push it. I'm gonna see the next level in my workout begins today. So down the hill, I live off of Babcock Road outside of sixteen oh four. Down mm-hmm. the hill, there's one of those giant power line chains that mm-hmm. goes, I guess, from here to California. I don't know those hundred foot tall power lines, and it, the the trail goes up a very steep hill, like mm-hmm. look like a ski hill, uh, close to me. And I see people periodically parked there, and they're running up it. I see the UTSA uh, cross-country team over there every now and again. And so it's a well-run steep hill that other people have taken advantage right. of. And I've driven by it as an old fat guy thinking, you know, if I was a younger man. Well, I decided that it was time to take that next step. And I went and, and I was like, I'm going to begin the process today. Today will be a scouting expedition. I'm going to recon this, see what the time is, if I can even make it up. Because, gosh, it seemed like a long way. Look like one of those Las Vegas city blocks yeah. where you're like, you, you think you can do it till you're about halfway uh, yeah, there. And you realize, like, no, no, no. So I was afraid that might happen. So I didn't want to count today as a workout. So I did it. I went up. I made it to the top. And you know, about 30 minutes. I'm not I'm sure I could have been lapped by a younger person. But I made it. So I make it to the top. I'm like hands up like Rocky. Right. I'm you're you feeling like a new man. Shoot, you know, you make it to the top of the hill. I, I can see all the way to Argentina from up there. I believe it. That's what I felt like I, I had accomplished. It. So I, I, I decided it was time to go back down. And you know, you go up, you kinda lean into it all the way. It's it was it's a steep thing. There's no like doubling back. I went straight up. Right. But to go down, you gotta lean back at the same angle that you leaned forward. To come up to keep the equilibrium. And right. as I've gotten older, as I tell people, I've gotten top heavy for some reason. It's I think, easy for I think me. It, to, it comes with age. I don't know, but it's easy for me just to tump over. Yeah, it comes with age, bro. It's and, not just you. And it's tump all of over us. is really the appropriate term for right. a guy my age. So I, it's, I'm afraid of falling down. And so <laughs> going back down, I'm kind of leaning backwards, like to keep the top from t- tumping over. Yeah. And about 20 steps into the go down, I, I started to feel a little bit, I, I'm, I've had on my right knee, I'd say over my life, seven different procedures. Seven? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, eight. A lot. Um, one knee doesn't even look like the other. They're, they're, they yeah, don't I even look saw. the same. Um, one of them started to tell me, this, is, this isn't going to be easy. One of them started to revolt on me. About 15 steps down this steep hill. So... <laughs> I'm like, you know, I just climbed the mountain and saw Argentina. I'm good. I'm going to power through this. So I keep going down, leaning backwards. Like, it's hard to describe. I'm putting some some stuff on my quads. Yeah, you and, putting the it's work and the glutes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the glutes are the nalgas, right? My my, All my butt muscles. All that. So, um, going down about then about halfway down, the pain truly is is tremendous. So I have it's to stop to it. the point my watch is like, are, are you done working out? Because you stopped. And it appears you're only halfway through your uh, workout map. Through your journey. So I end up going down the hill sideways. Like I'm. It was just too much pressure dude, on the knee. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I tried to go backwards. That's, oh, hell that's no. Even, you that's ain't like now. some sort of weird no, Pilates that's, move. That's stuff for like Olympic sprinters. Dude, yeah, what are you doing? Go right. backwards <laughs> no, down a steep hill. No, it's, absolutely it, not. That'll, that'll test your metal. And so I make it all the way down and realize as I get in the car, it's not awful. I'm walkable because I'm loose. Motion's lotion, as we were just talking about. Right. So I get in the car and go home, and I feel a little bit of a limp as I'm kind of spinning around. Well, by the last, by the time I'm ready to go to bed last night, my right knee has swollen to the size of a, 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 grapefruit. a, a grapefruit and about the same color. 
Good thing Dr. Jason Garrett's here for some free medical advice. He will be you here. You know, I didn't know that either until Phoenix when I did the mountain. Dude, and I going got down a, yeah, was worse. Going down, I actually fell. And, like, there is pressure on the kneecaps, the glutes, the hams, like, quads, everything. Though Going down was just as hard. Coming down the mountains was just as hard as going up. There's some sort of coaching analogy there that a book could be written off of. Going yeah. down is just as hard as going up. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, Edwin. No, that was extraordinary. That was that well was done. childish. Um, the uh, New York Jet story, minus Aaron Rodgers, is kind of having this ripple effect around the NFL. It's a lot of effects. You talk about gambling. You talk about fantasy. Mm-hmm. You talk about trades. You talk about uh, television. There's a lot of fallout. The, the division. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of fallout. No poor me, Miss Becky. Not, don't feel sorry for me. I brought it all on but myself. But I saw the knee. It's swollen. Yeah, it's I, swollen, y'all. I brought it on myself. This is nothing that nobody to blame but myself. See what happens when you try to better yourself? I know. I know. They just It's like crabs in a bucket. You know, I'm trying to get better, and my body fails me. It's all good. Um, we're going to hear from Jerry, the owner of the uh, Dallas Cowboys today. He spoke. Well, he had quite a few cuts from Jerry yesterday. He had, he was having a good time. He's riding high. <laughs> That's exactly what Jerry Sativa or Indica? Because Jerry said hi about three times in that interview. And he I don't is. think he was talking about life or high off a win. He's like, I wake up high and I go to bed high. I said, what? <laughs> hey, what do we wait? wait y'all, y'all better monitor Jerry's pills or, or, or gummies. What's, what is Jerry talking about? Just... Uh, can you imagine Can you what imagine it's like Jerry over there? Jerry on a gummy? Ooh, boy. Well, I, <laughs> I get a sense. Now, this is just me in general. Yeah. That that's, that's happened. Oh, what? Hell yeah. yeah okay. Now, Hell you yeah. might say no, I ride high. There. I get up high. I go to bed high. You see? That's not that's that's not life. I I have that, a, that didn't feel like high on life to me. That felt like, hey, y'all. Oh, my yeah. brother calls it California sober. There you go. That's it. There you go. I know what that means. So I think Jerry might exist on a different plane. <laughs> Not his own personal real plane, but on an astral plane. Yeah. No, he. Uh, it, this is a man who's feeling his depth right now. And why wouldn't he? He's got the most valuable franchise in the world. They're the best team in the NFL as the season has begun by many of them. We're going to talk about the rankings. Oh, the power rankings are out. Cowboy fans out and about. Here they go. You, here they um, go. This is one of those things. Power rankings mean as much as the AP and the coaches poll. They don't mean diddly crap. It's a, but, to, it's a fluid situation. It is. <laughs> I like the way you put That's that. A fluid situation. <laughs> it's a very fluid situation. But it is... One of those, it's like getting the number one recruiting class. It feels pretty good to be acknowledged by thems that hate that go, well, all right, we'll give you that. You're the best team in football. Okay. And that's kind of how it is. It when depends was the on last which time you look at, the though, Cowboys, right? I'm going to find the ones that are best for me. I'll tell you that. Um, when was the last time the Cowboys were number, number one, one in, in, in the power rankings in the last – I would say probably 16 when they were 13 and 3. I would say even then they never went number 1. They had a rookie quarterback. But some at some point in that season they were I don't one. think they were, dude. I, I would think with my cowboy ego I'd remember. That's an RJ Ochoa question which he has his own we'll personal show Friday. on Friday. But you know, you number 1 in the power rankings from you know, there's a bunch of haters out there. We're kind of accustomed as Cowboy fan to, like, no matter how good it is, somebody go and tell us there's a problem with it. Right. And 
at least by the Athletic, which is my favorite power ranking. I love the Athletic. I think they have the most uh, intelligent. Voters. At least we didn't do we didn't do blogging the boys power ranking. You know, we we went with a we <laughs> went with the power ranking that's not well, non biased. I know? will say that I have seen some others that did not include the Dallas Cowboys and not even some in the had top the Cowboys five. way too yeah. low. Like I saw CBS, they had Cowboys like at five. I'm like, come on now, so, that's just y'all just hate Dallas. Back back in the olden days, in the Olympics. They used to, before there was uh, computers and digital numbers, when they would have like a contest where judges were judging, mm-hmm. and, the, and the judges, kind of like the slam dunk contest, would hold up cards like 9.9. Right, right. Well, they used to go, and they will throw out the high and the low, and will take the average of the others. So they would take out the high. This is what we're doing here. Let's do it. Taking out the high and the low, and we're going with the athletic. The mean. We're taking the average, the, exactly. The mean. Not the average, but the middle, the mean. Yeah, the mean. Come on, you live, you live with the teacher. I had to for go to college years. to learn them. Difference yeah. between uh, average and median. You learned. You live with the teacher over thirty years. Come on, yeah, Ron. she taught me some fine stuff. Like grass is always better when you have to water it. You see what I'm saying? This debate ain't going anywhere, Rob. I know you wanted it to go away yesterday. Like, get complaining. I love my Just son. Just deal with it. I love my son, Jack Thompson. I do too. Uh, most recently here on the airwaves, and we'll be back at some point. I love him too. Um, he came over for a free sandwich and a nap on my couch yesterday. <laughs> oh, and laundry. He was dropping <laughs> Did off he laundry, wash some laundry? For his mother to do. <laughs> That's Which, crazy. I kudos. Know, kudos. I know that drives you crazy, low key. Now, you know what, dude? If somebody will do it for you, I keep going back, man. Yeah. If you're Because um, I'm not going to do it. Right. If his mom's going to do it for you. Now, it's at the expense of my laundry. I'm wearing a, a handkerchief you, for underwear today. You got holy draws today. I, I am down to the very bottom. There's only a thin line of polyester between me and you. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> so you went too so far. he came by for his uh, his free lunch, and mm-hmm. it's a pleasure. I, I, I'm you glad he's there. Yeah, right. we, we kind of hung out. And uh, he had heard us talking about turf, and he set me right. Because he, he, he made a point that I hadn't thought about. Because I've, to this day, I believe, as I talk about my swollen knee, that there was a basketball court surface that was in use back in the early 80s that is responsible. Court. Yeah, the sport. No, not the sport court. It, it was the rubber basketball court. Yeah, I thought that was called a sport well, court. Well, the sport court know. in my mind is those tiles that you could yeah, lay over yeah, asphalt. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. This you're is right. the rubberized court that was in, that was adopted, initiated back in the early 80s. And the thought was it was kind of like a gymnastics mat, a little bit of bounce to it. Right, that you would be able to come down and it would be less abuse on your knees. What we didn't realize is that the rubber basketball court is a whole lot like AstroTurf, is that the grip is too tight. You know, you had too much grip uh, and was blowing knee. knees out right and left. So they right. are, they were ripping that thing out, not because of, uh, of, you know, care for their athletes, insurance issues. I mean, insurance right. companies are like, you're going to have to get rid of this stuff here. We're dealing with orthopedic injuries. So that went away quickly. And once he equivalented that to AstroTurf, Dude, we got to fix this. And this is where we're at in the NFL. So we're going to figure out how we fix it. Because if we all can agree we have a problem. Well, the thing is, we'll talk about it. Because owners want you to play. Owners don't want to pay you a bunch of money to put walk, have you walk around in crutches. Man, owners, if there's anybody that's next man up, it's an owner. Until it's your quarterback, absolutely true. Until it's your quarterback, <laughs> and then we got to talk about it. Right. That's why we're. That's why this discussion keeps coming back up. Uh, we're going to talk about the Spurs for a second. We got Spurs talk we today. We do, and I'm feeling very justified today. In, in the modern NBA, there are no more five, four, three, two, ones. Actually, there is. Or is there? Does it number is. four 
sound appropriate to you? All you hoop heads, we're going to talk about that. It is a uh, Wimby Wednesday. It is. You know what? That, and it we is will a maintain Wimby Wednesday. That. Uh, lots to get into also in the NBA. Uh, Giannis, back in the news. Yeah, do you How want... How do you want him... Yeah, I mean, when I looked at when I saw this, Rob, I started looking around at power forwards, and I was like, I don't know. Where do you want? If I want him there, because uh, I don't know if I want him. You know, do you want to put your best on best, or do you want your best to take advantage of the worst? It's a coaching premise. Yeah, Uh, around college football as well. And you brought it up in the sports center, which was spectacular. That that Texas Alabama game, ten point seven at the peak. Boy, that is a that's that's tall cotton. That that proves to everybody, and man, as an Aggie, it's hard to say. But Texas is such a brand that matters. It matters it does. for Texas to be good. Dion matters as well, according and to the numbers. My 83-year-old dad made a point of bringing up Dion. Oh, well, then it's on. Yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. It's on. At that moment, <laughs> you were like, he's, damn. He has, the, Dion has <laughs> saturated the market. Yeah, if pops if pops is on it, but I know your pops is on it. Well, though. he's Oklahoma State football. That's all he oh, watches. Okay. So you know, uh, evidently he was watching the game, and uh, they were talking about Dion. So he made a point of coming over because I don't think he even knew he was even a coach. And they had done a story about him missing toes, so he wanted to know the whole thing. Oh god! And uh, once my father brought it up, yeah, prime is prime time. No question about it. I think it. game day might have missed the boat, though. Now, UTSA, uh, they might yeah. have. It's got a big game coming up this Saturday. The uh, Army. Friday. Or Fr- I'm sorry, that's right. Friday national TV game. Uh, Army coming to town. And in our studio today, we'll have a West Point grad brought to us by USAA. They're behind all that college football and pro football. You see it. USAA is behind it, and they're probably paying a uh you got to say it right, Rob. It's U-S-A-A. Come on now. Um, Work uh, with me. Good folks going to be over today about 930. And we've got tickets to go see UTSA take on Army. You want to be here at 930. So let's get the ball rolling appropriately. Let's hear from the owner of your Dallas Cowboys. He's awfully happy with number four. He's going to tell you the things that he likes. And that's next. You're on R&R. And this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Texting rules. You and recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofin. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle text all to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea nugenics is the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at gnc and walmart do it now and we'll also send you a bottle of nugenics thermo x our newest most powerful fat burner ever absolutely free text all to 42424 that's all to 42424 products and statements have not been evaluated by the fda these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease or illness the Jim Room Show, weekdays at noon. I love it. San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1, San Antonio's Sports Star. Always going for it, never pump. Fourth down, last call, Hail Mary, Prescott, touchdown, eh? Honey, bands in my pocket, it's on me. It's R and R. You're on the Star Morning Crew. You play golf? Get your sticks. 
We're playing at Olympia Hills on October the 2nd, and that's soon to you and me. Look at the calendar. They're uh, flying, Rob. I had a couple buddies yesterday just text me like, hey, man, I just put my foursome in. So, Dude, and, we're filling up. Yeah, y'all better get in there. Don't text me all no. October 1st. Hey, man. No. And, 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 number, and number, I don't even have that type of pool. Because <laughs> it's like when we they go, don't they even go, get to play. Yeah, I don't even get to play. So how am I going to hook you up when they're full? Get in now. I'm telling you. Find the, the guy with the most money in your in your foursome. Tell him to put up the 400 and y'all cash app him accordingly. That's right. Instead of paying the 120 by yourself, find three f- friends. Get you, Honestly, get signed up. <laughs> it, it is one of the best things we do all year. It's a chance for us to see all you folks. And even if you're not a golfer, come out and see us. We're going to be there all day. We'll do some, do some breakfast, do some lunch. Uh, I'm, sure there'll be, I'm sure there'll be a post party somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Uh, this is all brought to you, of course, by the law offices of Jesse Hernandez. We call him the Texas Chunkla. You should just call him. Flight by Yangling. Twin Peaks. Renewal by Anderson. Meritage Homes. And don't forget, the post party will be at the Blitz. It's Slacker's uh, Sports and Arcade Bar. Which one? The, the one with the finest bathroom in all finest the land. Bathrooms. They got those Bucky bathrooms. They do. It's clean. <laughs> it smells like a lavender field in there. And oh, it, no. I've, oh, yeah. <laughs> some of our... Uh, lavender smells different in my <laughs> world than yours. Uh, this, of course, is uh, all benefiting the Lupus Foundation of America, the Lone Star Chapter. Uh, come out and join us. It really is a great time. And I'm going to advocate, What's because that? I'm uh, in need of new uh, winter apparel, that we, uh, as a crew, we, let's go get some golf stuff made. Okay. A long, something long sleeve. Are you sure it's going to be cool October 2nd? Probably not, but I'm going to okay. act as if. All right, let's do that. And we were kind of cool last year. No, last year we were all nippy in the morning. Well, no, but, that, but see, that was the spring one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was the spring one. I don't know why the hell it was so cold in March or whatever the hell we did. <laughs> it was cool that morning. It was uh, cold. We, we cold. have some uh, high school football news. Yeah. Um, because, of, see, I got no rain on Friday night. I didn't get any. Well, Saturday, and you guys were like half a mile away, or you know, you guys were not far away, and it, all over the city, we had games delayed because of lightning and storms. A lot of them were finished up on Monday night, which was interesting. I know one yeah. in particular when, was an overtime game finished mm-hmm. up uh, because of all the stuff and the teams that played on Monday. UIL rules, and I'm completely by this. And I'm down with this. You can't play twice within a week. You can't. Uh, so those games that were scheduled to play Friday and those teams that had to finish up on Monday, they can't play. So we're going to Saturday. So we're moving to Saturday. And uh, our broadcast this week will be the Johnson Jaguars and their beautiful powder blue taking on the Churchill Chargers. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 1030 pregame, uh, getting moving all the way through the afternoon. So yeah, we got your high school early football. Saturday? That's right. The high school football game of the week. Brought I think you. I should eat a bowl of cereal. I think you should. Well, you can go up, get yourself a... A brunch sausage wrap. Yeah, let's do that. Think I'm about sorry. the some Frito pie before noon. No. Oh, what are you talking about? No, that's that's a gift from Menix God. Does, that's manna from heaven. Menix does not miss a Frito pie. I'm talking about every I'm craving Friday. It. I'm craving it. It's something about high school football it's concession not, stand yeah, food. Not, not what I want to make. It's yeah. what they make. It has to have a little bit of that high school fingernail stuff in it. The nachos are better at high school games, too. Yeah, I have to have, you know, grandma that's been working back there for 50 years making the Frito pie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's Saturday morning. That's our high school game of the week. It's brought to you by Hill Electric, Frost Bank, and brought to you by Southern Recipe Small Batch, Pork Rinds, Mothers, Window Tent, NCE General Contractors, the Sports Institute at TSAOG Orthopedics, and uh, Smokey 
Moe's Barbecue. How would you do on a ballroom dance, Rob? Because Rudolph says, you know, I'm waiting for the San Antonio Sports, our annual ballroom dance competition. Now, Rudolph is a dancer. He, I wish he, I could. I've seen, I have footage, not footage, pictures of Rudolph dancing with my wife's best friend. Like, literally my wife's best friend. Like, Rudolph is a dancing machine. Well, now, you know, he, don't Rudolph know, learned he, don't know, he don't know anything about football. He don't know a damn he, thing about sports. Doesn't matter. But he's a hell of a dancer. I, I know this. Rudolph has uh, had luck. It's not luck. Has had uh, good fortune with women. Well, I tried to can, tell my boys early. When you can dance, dance. life is different. Dance. <laughs> I try to tell them women early. equate dancing with other things, mm-hmm. but that ain't also that ain't necessarily true. dance. Don't be afraid. There's lots of songs about it. So Rudolph, <laughs> man, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I wish I could borrow. In I my mind, ball, in my mind, I'm a hell of a dancer. You can't waltz. I can do some of the country stuff. Oh, you can two step. I can, well, yeah, you can get I can around. Do that. You can get around the floor. Yeah, I mean I, that stuff. But those that the ballroom, where you're kind of like, I don't know how to describe it without getting too sexual. But uh, you know, you kind of like intertwine. Man, that the bachata. I, I, I like a good well, old. You know, bachata. all that stuff I can do. No, I, I like a little get close. But you to know, the, the dancing with the stars kind of stuff. No, I can't do that. No, I'm and, not and, picking nobody up. In my mind, I feel like between I between my legs. I'm not doing that. I'm like one practice away from doing that. And I'm just about a week away from being able to fit in in those those costumes, but in my mind I can do it. I I, I envy those that can. It's funny the athletes always win that because yeah, I mean just well, yeah, it is weird. Although it's always sad when those that can't right, and that's why I would never do a show like that. Uh, Jerry Jones is awfully proud of number four. Is he? He is. Now, yesterday did it sound kind of like he's not getting a raise but a title? <laughs> like. We, who oh, Dak? Yeah, we're not we're not going to give you a raise, but I sure am proud of you. Uh, Jerry talked about his uh, number four. Let's hear cut number nine. Well, from my perspective, he's uh, not. Is he overcovered from the standpoint? Does that hurt him? Uh, and that's not your question, but it does not hurt him. If I've ever seen anybody that is so sound in his psychic, so sound in his uh, approach to business. And this is business for us. So prepared. He relies on his preparation better than anybody that uh, I've been around. And, of course, he stays uh, stays confident and solid out there. As Roger Staubach said, I don't know whether you're going to have a move-around guy or whether you're going to have a conventional pocket guy. He said, I don't know about that. But you get somebody that team will follow. That's the key. And, of course, uh, uh, he's the best leader that I've ever seen at that position. What? And, uh, was he talking about Roger or Dak? Dak was outstanding. Uh, Tony, I think, was just outstanding. But uh, Dak's quite a leader out there at that position. Now, the, okay, now there's some, for some context, so he was the, – the question had been followed up because Jerry had just said, hey, we took a lot of responsibility from him. He was too loaded at the line of scrimmage pre-snap. And the follow-up question was, does that affect his psyche? And that's what Jerry was answering right now. There. Let's talk about the taking of Dak's responsibility. Now we we've talked about it over and over, mm-hmm. and you know you never look at it from your quarterback's perspective. Like uh, I but see have. Jerry made it seem worse than what McCarthy's made it seem. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like McCarthy's like, yeah, well, no, he's still like, I want to get him to the line of scrimmage really quick so he can do everything Precision. he needs to do. <laughs> now Jerry's making it seem like, hey, we were going to give him the line of scrimmage and he can only have to do two. So he only have to do two things. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Well, listen to him talking about the responsibilities that Dag had and has and all the in-betweens. He's getting more help now. 
uh, with the line. The offensive line's making more calls at the line of scrimmage. He's making less calls than he ever has in his career. So the line's making a lot of those calls. Mm. That's good. Uh, he does. Well, the Is goal was to cut what he was doing before the snap down. We had him loaded, boy. He was really loaded up. And so I've uh, cut that down, not only after the ball snap, give him some faster uh, chance for some uh, faster uh, openness by the receivers, whether it's out of the backfield or whether it's your slot. Uh, but, uh, no, he, uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a quicker, it's a quicker ball release uh, for Dak. And uh, that was uh, done, and that was done in those conditions. That's Jerry yesterday on the fan talking about uh, his quarterback and responsibilities that have been lessened. Yeah, we got to talk about. I that. don't know, man. Talk about. I that. don't know. We got a lot to go in there with Jerry. I, I, if I'm Dak, I'm starting to take a little umbrage. Is that a good word for it? Umbrage. Yes. It because it because it also comes into negotiations later on. Some are born to greatness; others have it thrust upon them. The Dallas Cowboys are now the number one most powerful team in all the land, according to Athletic. Yep, power rankings are out after Week One, and a forty to nothing win gives you number one in the power rankings. Cowboy fans, can you handle being at the top of the mountain? We'll look at the top ten coming up next. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at six forty five and nine with R and R in the morning. Morning, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Rob and Rudy. Good morning. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. A little uh, pro tip, if you're doing any grilling this week or did over the weekend, upload a picture at sasportstar.com. On Thursdays, the Blitz Boys, they give away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Uh, it's worth its weight in gold. Uh, just take a picture, upload it at sasportstar.com. You'll see it under the contest tab. Uh, you two could walk away with a $50 gift card. All we ask is let them judge your meat appropriately. Jesus. And uh, Joe, we all know, has an eye for good meat. And uh, that's uh, every uh, Thursday. Boys like my meat big. See? So big meat is always better than little meat, so I've been told. Depends. It depends. Hey, uh, basketball fans, number four has a meaning uh, to coaches. That might not mean so much in the NBA, but if Victor Wimbayama, according to Shamsa Sharnia, uh, was it Shams that told us this? No, I no, it was the, the true Wojbomb. Oh, was it Shams? One of the other. It was Shams. It was, it was Shams. Uh, said that uh, it appears that uh, Pop has uh, Wimby poked in there at number four, playing a four position, and if he's going to play number four, that means Giannis and KD and LeBron and a whole bunch of guys. He's going to Porzingis. Porzingis. He'll have to guard the unicorn. Um, but do you ha- just because you're listed as the four, don't mean you have to guard the other four? Uh that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah no, cross, I mean, true. it does suck to cross. It's hard to get back when you're guarding right. somebody different than who's guarding you. Because if I'm, if I'm like, let's just stay with Milwaukee, Rob. If I'm Milwaukee's head coach, I'm putting Giannis on Wimby. Now, then, now Wimby may come down and guard Bobby Portis. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I want Wimby dealing with Giannis. Not yet, or do I? Because he, he he provides the the most resistance because of his length. Because you know he you know Wimby's gonna be able to back off a guy like that. He don't have to body him up or get underneath him or nothing like that. He could kind of you know stay off of him, pull, make him shoot the J and contest. So maybe I do put Wimby to. I mean we lost sixty some games for you. Shouldn't I use you in every possible way? 
Well, we're going to talk about it after 8 o'clock. We do want to hear from you as uh, basketball season is not far away, as you can see by the uh, socials of all the players involved. And we'll look around the rest of the NBA as well. The uh, Go ahead. You know, the ramifications of um, of, of of Aaron going down have, have had uh, so many different ripple effects. And you know, the Cowboys just acquired a third-string quarterback that couldn't even beat out the guy that the Jets had cut two years ago that basically got them into the situation where they are today. Right? True. Well, Jerry was asked about his uh, brand-new quarterback and the Jets' need for one, and would he uh, trade uh, Trey Lance to the Jets? Well, uh, I can say this, that uh, we uh, – uh, uh, I can't imagine uh, what it would be, uh, uh, but uh, uh, the facts <laughs> are that uh, just as they do, we can need, uh, we can need Rush in a, in a play and did last year and did the year before. And so, uh, uh, boy, you've got to, uh, especially when you got all the promise we got, uh, to uh, compromise yourself with depth at that position wouldn't be very unlikely. It wasn't a no. So, so, ba- <laughs> uh, so he's basically, I can't imagine what it would be. So basically, we got him for a fourth. I'm looking for at least double, yeah. meaning it's have to be a two or better. And it's not going to be a one. So if, if you even if, if you're going to call Jerry's phone, you got to you got to start at two. Who who should the Jets call? We're we're up against it, but I'm curious in your mind, what should they do here? If, if you had the wherewithal to go get or keep, and there's no good option. Let's there really be clear. is. There is. There yeah. is no good option. And if Tom it, Brady, guys, no. That's who you should call. You should call Tom. He's not going to answer. But you call Tom Brady. Well, you'd be yeah, you'd be crazy not to. But you call Tom Brady. But it would be a one call, low dollar because you know you're also old. There's Carson Wentz. <sighs> Same guy. They already got that guy. His name there's, is Zach Wilson. There's Cam Newton. You know, I'd be worth a look see, right? And there's Colin Kaepernick, dude. What? What? What do we? What is the dude for the head down? What the hell, Rob? What? It's been how long? Since? 2016. So we're at seven years ago. I, too, would like to throw my hat in the ring. Dude. Edwin. Edwin, would you like to be quarterback for the New York Jets? Not behind that offensive <laughs> line. That's the other thing. Kaepernick, come on, man. You got you got you got work Kaepernick to do. Kaepernick working out, man. There's what a movement you've got to lead. He can't be any worse than Joe Flacco. Oh, and I'm not talking about worse. I'm just talking about we want you to be able to walk. Oh, he, he can get away. The, the, all, all I know is that whoever they call, he can't be a statue. So Joe Flacco, who they had last season, he's out. Well, yeah. Um, but Kaepernick but, I mean, would be as immobile as Flacco. But at least Joe kind of knows the lay of the land because he was there last season. All right, what about um, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan? Pull up, call him out of the with that, with that offensive line? <laughs> well, did we see? Did you remember Matt Ryan with the Colts? Well, uh, no, if, sir. If this line is as bad as we think it is, and we really only had a small taste behind in front of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. um, I don't care who you bring in; they better be mobile. You got to be, got to be, got to be. And again, I'm not saying they got to be Lamar Jackson, but they got to be able to escape. 
That the the three yard quickness that right. so few of us are blessed with. Hey, let's uh, come back continue talking about the uh, the world according to Jerry as he talks about the opportunities that Dak has and have been taken away and what you do when you're playing against a guy like Sauce Gardner. Oh, oh converse, conversation coming. You're on R and R. This is ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. With the line. The offensive line's making more calls. That's the line of scrimmage. He's making less calls than he ever has in his career. So the line's making a lot of those calls. And that's good. Uh, he well, The goal was to cut what he was doing before the snap down. We had him loaded, boy. He was really loaded up. And so I've uh, cut that down, not only after the ball snap, give him some faster uh, chance for some uh, faster uh, openness by the receivers, whether it's out of the backfield or whether it's your slot. Uh, but uh, no, he uh, uh, it's a it's a quicker it's a quicker ball release uh, for Dak, and uh, that was uh, done, and that was done in those conditions. Now that's Jerry. We played it before, and, and as I listen to this, I don't know if I'm Dak Prescott. How I take this? Welcome back to R and R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy and Rob with you. I don't. At what point does Dak Prescott go? You know what? Enough about my inadequacies. Uh, never. Why? I'm asking for fifty million dollars. No, only from because you. only because Dak is a pro. So he's just not. He's not wired that way. Dak takes everything on the chin. Now he takes it personal. He does behind closed doors, and he comes out and tries to prove you wrong. Now he's wired that way as well. But as far as like Dak coming out and being, you know, who the hell Jerry think he talking to? my experience the longer you're in the job the more responsibilities you get they don't strip them from you and we're year eight and tell you how good a job you're doing this oh by the way though you know all those long reads that you weren't doing good well that's what happens when you throw two interceptions in the most important game of the season well that it's not a vote of confidence and you might act like it but it's not you might act like you know this is going to be so much better for you because now you don't have to think yeah like wow i mean you know we we talk about it with Dak, but I mean, keep in mind when Matt Lafleur got to Green Bay, he took responsibility from Aaron. They started running the ball more. He was following it. He was following Mike McCarthy, who there was this throwing the ball all around the yard. And Matt Lafleur said, "Dude, you're getting older. You're going to run the ball more, and you're going to run the ball even when I tell you when you have the ability to check out. I still want you to run the ball." And Aaron pushed back a bit. Yeah. Aaron pushed back a bit, and guess what? He ended up winning MVPs. So, under Matt LaFleur and going to two or three NFC title games. So, it's not like Dak is the only person that people are doing this to. If Buffalo had any backbone, they'd be doing the same to Josh Allen. But they have no backbone. They're scared to tell him anything. Although you heard it here first, what's going on. You called it, I'd give it two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's so awesome to watch the Nationals go, hey, what about Josh Allen yeah. and all the interceptions and Dak? Dude, we've been talking about this for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's not a bad thing, especially if you're trying to win. I, I appreciate your point of view. I do. I, I think you are right I hear a butt in a vacuum. I hear a butt. But if I'm Dak, <laughs> at, at some point, it's bro, a, it's a backhanded take compliment. my name out your mouth. Mm-hmm. I am not the only problem. And when you look around the landscape of the Cowboys and why they have not gone to the Super Bowl or won more playoff games, it's not just me. I am one right. of 25. But then I come back and say, Dak, we've led the league 
in takeaways two years in a row, which means we're getting you the ball more times than anybody else in the league. Yet, we keep finishing in the divisional round. Something has to change. We're getting you more extra possessions than anybody in the league two years in a row. And you're doing nothing with it. Bye, Kellen. Goodbye, responsibilities. This is like having a child, Rob. Like, you know what? We got you a (laughs) It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to R&R in the morning. It's 7.07 in the blessed AM. Get your ass up, get busy. You morning crew, we're glad you're with us. What's up, early birds? Uh, you got about an hour to get those kids to school. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you there. Uh, news of the day, of course, continues to be front and center with Aaron Rodgers and the uh, the bad Achilles that will fail him for at least this season, if not for his career. Jets are looking for a quarterback. How he got hurt is certainly under discussion, and that's kind of front and center. We're going to talk about Victor Wimbayama here uh, in about an hour. Uh, but first and foremost, the debate for turf or the anti-turf movement is in full swing. And it, it takes a big guy, a star to go down uh, before we really start to talk about it. NFL players have been against artificial turf for decades. But when you see something like this happen four plays into what was going to be the dawning of the NFL season, now we're talking about it. And, you know, he, this is nothing new. I said it's been for decades. His old offensive lineman, uh, Bakhtiari. That he said, I could never pronounce it. I just say his offensive lineman. Bakhtiari. Uh, <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Say it again. It, I don't, it, it'll sound different. I can tell you that. Uh, uh, spoke to this, but again, we've heard a lot of players complain about turf. But this is his former uh, lineman there at Green Bay, uh, Bakhtiari. It sucks. No one sucks. enjoys playing on it. Everyone's too scared to talk about it. NFL, just be better, do something, be an advocate for us and help us out. I mean, you guys are the ones who keep on constructing these stadiums. And look at football for its origin. We played on grass in, in rainy days, in snow, in mud. It's fun. It's supposed to be meant to be on grass. Let's not get away from that because I feel like we are starting to get away from it. And then eventually you're going to wake up. They're going to. It's going to wake up a monster that they don't want to deal with and i think right now i think it's a smart thing to do just address it quit ignoring it and address it now because if not it's just going to get bigger and bigger well let's address it then um and pre-show you i think you brought up the best point you know i mean let we can talk to we're blue in the face but this is about money yeah it's day. about money one that you save money with the turf and number two all the places that play on grass they can't host concerts mm-hmm like there's no, well, first of all, nobody wants to do a concert in Green Bay, but you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> you know, outside Soldier Field, Pittsburgh, like all the places that are being built right now, like SoFi wasn't built for football. It was built for Taylor Swift. Yes. And, and football you, and can you, also be yeah, played. Yeah, and you too. You know what I mean? And and, and stuff like that. So uh and World Cup. So 
Now, Bakhtiari did bring that up yesterday. Like, look, you care more about the World Cup than soccer players than you care about us because for the soccer, you're bringing in real grass. So it can be done. If I pay for it, if I'm a taxpayer and you come to me as the the city and the owner and you come to this partnership and I'm going to fund – 60% 60% of this, and that's all of us. We're paying taxes one way or another, whether we're buying gas or renting a car or getting a right. hotel room. Right. Uh, I get to get, I, I expect fair use. And if you're telling me that when I helped to build the Alamo Dome, that because, you know, you invested and the Alamo Dome is here now, but for the safety of one small part of the use of this dome, for the safety of those guys involved, uh, we're not going to be able to do anything else. It's only going to be grass, and we're going to come up with a way to grow the grass safely and uh, to keep it safe for the players. Uh, we're not going to be able, we're not going to host a concert. We're not going to host conventions. We're not going to do anything other than the keep the grass green and growing and soft to protect our assets. And I get it. I understand it, especially when we're talking about $60 million football players. That, uh, yeah. that's Aaron a, costs a lot of money. I'll buy, I'll buy a lot of bubble wrap to protect my $60 million player. But if I'm paying for it, you know, I don't care about your Achilles tendon. I'm sorry, I don't. You are a gladiator. You're an expendable quantity. You're not a gladiator. Yes, you are. No, you're not. They know it. I know it. That's why we pay you all this money. That's why Darius Slay said, y'all think we're superheroes. You superhuman. We're not. No, I didn't say you're superhuman. I said that you're a gladiator and gladiators die. You know what I mean? You are an expendable quantity, and you know what the price of your $30 million contract might be in ACL? Well, then stop telling me you care about player safety. Well, th- there you go. Like you, you know, we are, The NFL swears it's player safety. How many stadiums is that, Edwin, that have real grass? So it's damn near it's half doable. the league. It's absolutely doable. It's doable. And let me tell you, of those half, they should be using that as a recruiting tool. Guess what? You come... And play in Cincinnati, you get to play on grass. You get to, when you come to Buffalo, you better buy a coat. But guess what? You'll be playing on frozen wow. grass. Wow, Buffalo actually uses turf. I'm <laughs> shocked to see that. A so, couple of places. I'm shocked to Cincinnati turf because again, these are out. Buffalo's outdoor. Cincinnati's outdoor. All the rest of them are well. New England. I'm shocked. That's I'm shocked. That's turf because it's outdoor. Like I'm shocked at the ones that are outdoor. Like, if you're indoor, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you can do. But if you're outside, like, I'm looking at a few fields that are Seattle. That's an outside stadium as well. Tennessee is an outside grass. stadium. Like, what are we talking about? Like, why are y'all doing It's because a money it's, grab. It's not just a money not grab. Not a money grab. It saves money, should it I say. It saves money. for. And if I'm a taxpayer, and like we continue to talk about building this downtown baseball stadium, and let's get some public that's private That's going to be funding. turf, too. It's going to be a multi-use field is what I'm talking about. It's going to be, we want it used far more often Concerts. Than, than eight times a year for the grass. So that's the deal we make. Now, on the other side of that coin, if I'm an owner and I'm Jerry yeah, and I'm worth $9 billion and I can find one more recruiting tool, like, look, man, all things being equal, I'll pay you what everybody else will pay you. But guess what? You'll spend the next four years on grass when you're at home. Now, Arizona's proven you can have a retractable and use grass. But, you know, they screwed up the Super Bowl. 
I mean, that's the problem. Was with that grass. the Cardinals or was that? Well, I'm just saying whoever. they being those. That whoever, right? The Super Bowl was not what it was because of the inconsistency of grass. Now let's talk about that too, because there's a lot of Chicago Bear football players that go, "We play on grass and it sucks." Oh, it's the worst. Them there in Pittsburgh, it's the worst. Especially like when you talk about uh, Pittsburgh when they get in the high school playoffs and the high school kids are using on Friday, Saturday. By Sunday, by the time the Steelers get there, that field is beat to hell. And, and it's awful. Remember the Raiders when you had the dirt track right in the middle of the field? <laughs> With the video. You're telling on the me that was safe? I mean, we all knew that was awful. But what I'm getting at is that grass is available, but let's be real about the finances about behind the game. What and, are the finances? They well, Jerry cleared a billion last no, that's year what after, I'm saying. after so, taxes. But what I'm saying is if I pay for a stadium, I get I want to go see you two. Well, you brought up a great example, Rob. You brought up the missions. Manu and Dave and those guys, they're not vying for a new stadium for missions baseball. They want that thing to be the Moody. Yes. You know what I mean? They want that to be the Moody Center as well as a where this it's the Moody Center San Antonio where the missions so happen to play well, that's baseball. That's ninety <laughs> nights a year or seventy <laughs> nights a year. That's the concert. But the right. other two hundred and seventy nights, we're gonna be walking on turf and not grass that I have to replant. Right. I get it. And football players, you kind of got to get it, too. Yeah, and Jerry, I mean, you you know how much Jerry uses that damn stadium for. He uses that damn thing for everything. Right. So you want- He ain't worried about growing grass in there. And, again, they're willing to risk a few people. They're willing to risk a few players for the bigger picture. What do you guys And the think? bigger picture is Taylor Swift in your building six nights in a row. Because on the you other side. You see what I'm saying? Yes, but on the other side of that, damn it. We don't get Aaron Rodgers. Damn it. And you're, you know, you're Odell. You're about to win a Super Bowl MVP and snap. Nobody touches you. You blow your ACL on crap turf. And that's just selfish fandom. That's just right. me being selfish fan. It has nothing to do with just the pain, with just the pain that players it are makes dealing it, with that we could eliminate. It makes it worse because we all know how much money the NFL is making. That's why, that's why the players are like, look, first of all, y'all tell us. My position isn't what it used to be. I'm lowballing you. Okay, that's what you tell us first, you know. Then you tell us on top of that, oh, we, yeah, no, no, it's just, it's just too much to get grass. And then we see Jerry. Oh, after he paid every concession stand worker, paid Uncle Sam, he still took home a billion. And I got to argue with you about grass. Now they asked Jerry about did anybody any of his team complain to him about turf. I didn't hear anything. Uh, uh, then again, I wasn't about, listening. Uh, complaint. So, uh, uh, but I. So I don't know. I haven't uh, asked our players yet. Did you uh, 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 have anything you need to adjust on? So uh, uh, I don't. I don't know about that. But I didn't hear any. And uh, after the game. Uh, Jerry Jones you did. on the fan yesterday. Talk but you heard him say, "I didn't ask." I, I didn't ask, and I haven't heard. That's one of them things. Like, man, I don't give a damn if they did. Now, I would like to ask McCarthy Friday because McCarthy's a guy that's coming from grass. And every everybody knows. I would hope he'd say, yeah, I'd love to be on grass. Right. The fields are cooler in the summer. It's it's all good until it happens to your star. But it's an acceptable risk. It, it, it Sadly, and, it, it, and acceptable is kind of a nebulous, vague term because it, it's kind of like minor surgery. It only right. happens to other people. But it, this is what it is. 
And there's no, we're going to have this argument again. We're going to talk about oh, it again when the next and again. Big, now, I know the you know the guys that don't care about it said, you know, as soon as Kyler Murray tore his, it was like, see, that was on real grass. Sometimes things, bad things just happen. Yeah, ACLs were torn on grass. Yeah, but yeah, Gail Sayers wouldn't tear his ACL on turf. On the other side of that coin, damn it, there's some pretty amazing inventions out there. Some things that blow my mind. Can some of these minds focus on AstroTurf or whatever we want to call it? Can we come up with a better one? We, I think we could if we if we focus just a little bit because there is money in it. If you think of the number of sod and turf fields across this country, there's t- Tens of thousands of fields right. that could be covered with something that would s- protect not only your knees and but your brain. Right. I mean, we if we focused, I get the sense we could probably come up with an answer. Poor Earl Campbell playing on that damn astroturf in in Houston. My man can barely walk around right now, Rob. <laughs> we are just about. Uh, we got Dr. Jason Garrett going to come a little after uh, about nine. We got quite a few injuries to ask about. About forty-five. Yeah, the injuries, of course, it's football season. But the one I'm most concerned with is how do we get Rob up and down this hill? Oh boy, without being in pain. Arthritic uh, old people. And that Aaron Rodgers might qualify for that as well. And see, there is other thing. We talking about the turf, but old people get hurt in in athlete work in athlete years, right, Rob? I mean, how many guys that are up in age have we seen tear their? I, I can talk about Isaiah Thomas. I can talk about Barkley. <laughs> Shaq, Kobe, Kevin Durant. Once you once there's a lot of miles and wear and tear on certain parts of your body, and when you're a pro athlete, it breaks down. Yes, it, 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 to expect doesn't have to be about turf. That's why I, I just giggle when I hear Colin Kaepernick go. You know what about me? You haven't played in seven years. You think even if you had the skill set, which was debatable even back then, we think you're you got to be healthy for seven or now sixteen games. I think Kaepernick is looking at it from a standpoint. Some of y'all's backups are. I, I'm, and he has a point. Yeah, he has a great point. But let's be real. So I don't know. I mean, why look you, at Deshaun last year after 18 months off. It didn't look good. And he is still right. in prime young man shape, right. Colin. And, that, you know, we talk about Matty Ice pulling him out of there. But there's something no. about a situation and a quarterback who has the level headedness, the calmness, and the experience to get you through. That's why you talk about Cam Newton and you talk about Matty Ice and those guys. Hey, man, I've been there and done that. And no decision will come up that I haven't dealt with. Right. No throw will come up that I haven't dealt with. And I can get you through just with experience. And has Dak reached that level? That just through experience, I've been there and done that enough. I think so. Because I think so. I, I, I look, uh, there's a part of me that believes in Dak. Like, I've seen him make great throws. I've seen Dak make fourth quarter late drives. I've seen Dak respond after horrible turnovers. Like, I've seen him do all the things necessary of a quarterback to make it to the next level. It's just in the NFL, this thing is hard. Like, when, you, when you're you the Chiefs and you go to five AFC titles in a row, like, you're even with the best quarterbacks ever, you're – that's you're fortunate. Like Peyton Manning, don't tell me he's not one of the best ever to do it. He never went to five straight AFC title games and three out of four Super Bowls. Like you got to really think about this. So when you look over the years of all the quarterbacks that we know are better than Dak Prescott that didn't have success, like everything has to go right, everything. So I believe that Dak has the tools and he has the defense. 
so much talk about the uh, taking of responsibility. Just, you know, make things easier on your quarterback. And we're going to continue following that. I, I, I think that we are making too much of the decision-making oh, process. Here we I go. really do. No, I think this is go. more a product of the offense that Mike has always wanted to run than it is a product of Dax checking into and checking out of place. Well, I think it's just a new offense that's going to be predicated on short, crisp passes, as uh, uh, Lee Corso was apt to say. But text coast, baby. Text, text coast, thank you. But well, it, you got to remember, Mike's coming from Aaron, right, where he, he – look. He'll never tell Dak this to his face. He'll never tell us. I know what elite looks like. I love you, Dak. You are not elite, and I know what elite looks like. So with that said, I had to sit around and watch Kellen Moore treat you like you were elite, let you do whatever the hell you wanted to do, and I accepted it to stay out of his way and to be a good coach and let people delegate responsibilities. A good leader knows how to delegate responsibilities, and he did that for three years, and it got them nowhere. So he said, okay, I know what Elite looks like. Dak isn't quite Elite. Right underneath it, right right there underneath Elite. And since he's not that, let me do X, Y, and Z. Okay. And that's, the and that's you know, being diplomatic about it. All right. I, I, I get you. I'm with you. That's where my You're man Mike is at. diplomatic. That's where my man Mike's at. Like, All hey, right. he's still going to do this. He's still going to do that. He's still a guy. Oh, he's, he's great. But don't throw it to Sauce Gardner. You know, what? what's the... Uh What's the judge that I, I'd hate? It's that does the people. She's the lady judge that's always screaming. Judy? At, judge Judy. She, she has this saying: "Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining." I love that saying. You know what I mean? I love that saying. You're peeing on Dak's leg. That's the well. If there's no, a, no, you're great. You're great. Just a lot of the decisions you make are wrong. You're great. No, no, best offense in the league. Couple years, playoffs. You're great. We're gonna pay you a whole bunch of money, but. A lot of the times, the decisions that you're making are just flat out wrong. That we can't trust you. I think, I think, I think one of the biggest attributes for athletes is the ability to be coached. Like, I, I, if you can, if you're not coachable, I don't care how talented you are. If you are uncoachable, you will not win. Again, Michael, Jeffrey, Jordan got told by Phil Jackson. We can't play the way you've been playing if you want to win titles. And Mike said, who the hell you think you're talking to like that? Do you know I've led the league in scoring? I'm defensive player of the year. I'm MVP. Blah, blah, blah. Woo, woo, woo. I beat Cleveland. I've, I'm facing the bad boys. Who are you talking to? And then Mike said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He came to his senses. He said, you know what? You're right, damn it. Like, you have, Tim, right. I could go down the list. Like, you have got to be coachable. Now, okay, I- I'm with you. I got a scenario for you. Okay, so it's going to happen today. Today, there's going to be a meeting, probably going on right now, mm-hmm. where Dak is sitting and looking at film of Sauce Gardner. It, it's happening right now. That, yes. That they're looking at film, walking at coverages, looking at this great defense. Do you think McCarthy is going to, to Dak, look, man, don't even throw there. Part of our new offense is, let, if you don't want to get hit by a bus, don't play in the street. Don't throw the ball towards Sauce Gardner. Or do you go, yeah, I know your limitations. We're going to look at this offense, but the focus will be in this offense will be to throw someplace else. I'm not even going to give you the option to throw at Sauce. I don't care who he's on. 
yeah. I don't care down and distance. I ask you that question. Well, I want to talk about how you would handle that. But okay. first, um, the the loss of Aaron Rodgers is going to affect at least one other team, I believe, as the uh, Jets are going to have to bring in a backup quarterback. What do you do if the, you're the Jets? Do you go and uh, call Jerry for a Trey Lance? Do you go pull somebody out of the booth? We want to hear from you. What would you do? How do you get the Jets back to some sort of semblance of competitive balance? Or is Zach enough for you? We're going to talk about it next. 656-3776-656-ESPN. We'll be right back here on San Antonio's Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. Hey, good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz coming up starting at 2 o'clock today. We'll have the latest on the Cowboys with Jane Slater from the NFL Network. She will join us at 4, plus the great Kevin Harlan will be on. He had the radio call of Monday night's Jets game involving Aaron Rodgers. Kevin Harlan today on the Blitz. Hey, Rob, you might need to double that breakfast taco order from Mike McCarthy on Friday. I think I might, and I'm crowdsourcing, oh Jason. God. Welcome back to R&R. Anybody that's listening right now, yeah. if you have connections or have any idea of the lay of the land up there in North Dallas, uh, it has become tradition here on the uh, San Antonio Sports Star here on R&R that we send the, the head coach of your Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, tacos breakfast on Fridays after a win. And for the last, uh, for, well, from the inception, we've been using one particular restaurant that for whatever reason I can no longer get a hold of. So we are looking for a taco place on the north in the north part of Dallas that is not only willing to make the tacos very early in the morning, but have them delivered by, say, 6.30 in the morning. Not an easy task, I know. But if anybody knows anybody or has an idea, let us know. Reach out via our uh, YouTube feed. Uh, you can talk to us there. You can text us. Or uh, you can call in at 656-3776. That's 656-ESPEN to you and me because uh yeah we need to uh make sure that uh victory has its just rewards and tacos are the rightful reward um for mccarthy so yeah i got a day or two to figure this out could you imagine though like imagine you were doing this and in walks tom brady as your quarterback and there's a bunch of flour tortillas laying around with greasy bacon and greasy eggs. He would have he, an allergic reaction. He would he would curse you out. He would have and hives. He would, he would tell them, he would tell coach Mike McCarthy, that guy doesn't want us to win. <laughs> you know maybe we just give you know him the offensive lineman. And send him an avocado toast. Yeah, maybe he could we have just that. Send, we just send Tom some avocado toast. Didn't he say like he doesn't eat anything that's a nightshade? So he won't even eat like tomatoes hey, be- because it causes be great, inflammation. If you want to be great. If you want to be able to climb mountains. Yeah, I really don't want to be great. I don't want to be great. I want to be just above uh, average. Know, you know what I mean? I'm really good. It's fine. Just, you know, right in line. I just want you to know that I'm with you every step of the way. Three Words steps have behind. power, Rob. Don't say this. No, I, don't, I want to get there. I just you don't have to be first. You know what I mean? Uh, but we're talking about the, the, the predicament, which is putting it lightly, the Jets find themselves. They are so royally screwed. I mean, they no, just. No, they're not. They are so absolutely hammered you know to what? the wall. Watch when. Watch what. You know what? Y'all are writing off my guy Zach Wilson, aka Johnny Lawrence, headband. You mean the guy that's eight and fourteen as a starter and has only thrown 
15 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. The guy that was drafted to replace the other guy who was then released and then brought back that guy. Don't mess up a good story with facts. Why do I got to keep telling you this? Well, I want him to be the guy. No, you don't. You don't care. I, well, Why I don't. I, at the end of the day, I don't care. Oh, You're right, okay. but I do. I care about a good story. And when I see, okay, you got Zach and all of this, right. and then you go, okay, well, if it's not him, it's <laughs> Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Nick Foles, Matty Ice. Well, no, no. If it's those guys, yes, it's Zach Wilson. Well, everybody can't have Cooper Rush. Oh, I saw Ben DiNucci's name brought about. You know what? So if it's not those guys, why aren't we talking about other guys? Like who? Matt Stafford. Ryan Tannehill. Look, man, the Jets are in this to win it. They have spent bazillions of money. What makes you think the Rams or the would come off of that? Tannehill's biding his time. They already got his backup. They drafted his backup already. They tried to twice. Remember Malik Willis, and then they drafted... Uh, Kentucky Will kid. Levis. They, he's already there. I don't know how many quarterbacks are running around in Atlanta. They got a couple extra. Uh, I, Where is my man? Um, I'm talking about going and getting an NFL starter, but an average starter that's just playing out his string. Don't where, get these slaps. Trubisky? Is he still with Pittsburgh? I'd go get Mitch Trubisky. I think he's still in Pittsburgh. I, I can't remember where Trubisky Go get at. somebody with a little bit of something, something. Not these washed up. Dude, the Jets are in this. You're already in the swimming pool, man. Well, you can't get, get Trey out. Lance. Maybe. Go, hey, go say, hey, Jerry, I'll give you a one for <laughs> well, Trey Lance. Well, I would say maybe, but this dude couldn't even beat out Sam Darnold, the dude that they cut. Well, y'all stop saying that. Well, it's true. Y'all, you, don't, you know what happened. Or go get Sam Darnold. Anything but this cast of worn out elbows shoulders, and attitudes. Head, shoulders, knees, toes. That's how it goes. Um, I call Jerry. I I am not dealing with these free agents. What I'm getting at is when I look at this and go, Zach Wilson or Carson Wentz, uh, uh, nope. Carson Wentz is a serial killer. Let, let's not allow him around another. Uh, Cam Newton, rag arm. That's not going to help. Garrett Wilson needs a ball. Nick Foles, well, we don't want him intimidating people in the locker room, and we all know what that means. That's disgusting. And then uh, Matty Ice, who's got a day job. So uh, it ain't going to be them. And if I'm in it, I've signed Dalvin Cook. I have gone and got everybody, all these wide receivers. I have gone and got everything that Aaron needs, and now I'm going to settle for th- this backup that I did everything I possibly could to replace. you got to do something, Jets. you got no recourse. Look, Salah said, y'all, gonna, y'all, why are y'all writing us off? Like, yo, we we really don't know if Zach is going to take the next step. Look, he did spend the last six months or four, three, four months, whatever the hell it is, behind Aaron Rodgers. But, the game plan will be I'm modified. I'm going to say cut him. The game plan is going to be changed. The, keep in mind, the game plan they had this Sunday when he went out there was for Aaron Rodgers. This week, Nathaniel Hackett, failed head coach, really good offensive coordinator, is going to tailor Zach Perry, you see what I'm doing? I'm, I'm coming. You're going I'm to tailor you. the offense to you, and you're a year older. Did you, you see Brees him? Hall. Yay. Before Brees Hall went down last year, Rob, they were decent. Yeah. Don't write off the Jets. Well, you know, I used that as an Don't excuse. Don't do it. But on the other side of that coin, uh, the reason things started going south is we had film. Where is Heineke? Heineke. Where is he? He's in Atlanta. That is bottom hey, wrong Taylor of what I'm Han- chasing. Tyler Heineke can play. Tyler uh, Heineke, he, he can make plays. I will, I'm not against Heineke. 
I'm, but I would Carson take Wentz, though. I'm against Wentz, Newton, Flacco. Foles, Ryan, yeah, Brady, Kaepernick, no, Peyton not. Manning. I don't Arch Manning. I don't. You keep naming anybody. They're not going to help. You have the Jets. This window Where's is Stetson been? this. Is big. he in L.A.? Yeah, he's Stetson in L.A. Been in LA? He, it's Stetson, isn't he? Have you ever seen Zach Wilson and Stetson Bennett in the same place at the same time? Are they the same guy? Yeah, they are. Bro Gamer one two three says the Ravens do have four quarterbacks. I'm telling you, go find. But I don't care which four they got. You're going to have to give up something. I'm saying well, spend some more money know, is what I'm saying. People know you're desperate, so they got. I think the reason why they're kind of pausing. Is because teams know they're desperate and they're going to overcharge. Well, wait till they see Zach Wilson running for his freaking life from Micah Parsons. Wait till you see the passing game that's like 12 of 16 for 110 yards and three interceptions. Garrett Wilson, one catch, four targets. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the most unfortunate part of this. And, you know, Aaron told Garrett, hey, I'm sorry, kid. That's the most unfortunate part because we could tell Garrett is a generational talent. And I don't. This is going to be now his second year wasted. Because again, even if they're good, like let's say the Jets figured out, it's going to be a game managed mm-hmm. good, and you're not going to be able to take full advantage of Lazard and Garrett Wilson. It's going to be a running game, three yards in the cloud of dust, and let's rely on our defense. So Garrett Wilson, you know, second year wasting away in New York. Uh, they've got to go get a guy it, because it's going to take uh, a month. A month of what? Of, of what? Getting him ready. You're gonna to have to teach them this, uh, whatever this. Uh, you're gonna. They have to. And if you're gonna go get a guy, considering you've already spent this much money, you're gonna to have to go spend some more. You're gonna to have to spend some capital. You're gonna to have to spend some draft picks. You're gonna to have to spend some, and it sucks. What YouTube coming in strong? Daryl G says, "What about Kirk? Who? You want to go get Kirk Cousins? Want to go give up a second round pick? I mean, they're they're without hesitation. This is, yes, this is his last year in Minnesota, right? Yes, go get it. What I'm saying, Woody Johnson. Anybody's better than what we got. On you, the you can't go. You cannot go into the season with nothing. You, there's too much writing on this. You're already in it. You you have already thrown bad money away, and you got to dry well. And guess what? That, like when you talk about Sam Darnold, you talk about Zach Wilson. Those are two top three picks, and then what you gave up for Aaron Rodgers. You're already over the oh, limit. Oh, you're bankrupt, man. So, you might as well go all in. Yeah, you're right. Go you, get Dak Prescott then. Do what you – I, you know <laughs> you what? Know, we joke. But no. I'm calling every team going, okay, what's it going to take for this? Because, yeah, you and I both know this is a desperate situation and I'm willing to do it. So you call your friends first. You call your GMs that you trust first. And you go get somebody. The Jets cannot get past – now, it, it won't happen this week. Now, what I'll say, though, Rob, I am going to give – considering we're 1-0 – Oh, I'm, I have three weeks to play with. Yeah, so I'm gonna see. Like, okay, has, has, if I, if after the, the what third game, if I, Zach's not making any headway, then I start. Okay, well, let me go into the let me go into the, the slush problem. fund. I don't want to give it up if Zach turns the corner. Well, I agree with you. If they were getting ready to play the Cardinals, first of all, we don't. Hey, 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 hey! Now you Cowboy fans, y'all, hey, relax. Yeah, like this, this isn't going to be the Giants, okay? Even other Relax. Fo- oh, it kind of might be. <laughs> Relax. It Relax. Ca- it, the Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, and Dak Prescott are trying to tell y'all to pump the brakes. Y'all won't listen to them. Pump the brakes. Ask Buffalo, okay? The only person that threw less, you know, the person, the only person that threw more interceptions than Dak was Josh Allen. 
Okay, so there's uh-huh. two peas in a pod, all right? So re- let's relax, Cowboy fan. Y'all, y'all are just counting this win, nine and a half point favorite, no problem. That's free money. Relax. Don't get beat. Please don't lose to the Jets Sunday. No. You're going to have to call in Monday, oh, Rob, if man, they lose to if the Jets. Because no, y'all talking real no. greasy. If they lose to the Jets, I'll be in studio at 5 o'clock. I'll be in the studio before Edwin, the game. You better call in Monday Ooh, if they lose. Oh, boy, it's going to be a day. <laughs> and as they prep for that day, there's one guy that Dak needs to be aware of. Well, Quentin Williams is another dude, but yeah, Sauce Gardner. Too. Sauce Gardner is as good a cornerback as I've seen in the last 10 years. That dude is glue. Facts. <laughs> I mean, what do you and do? And I didn't know, Rob, because he's played in Cincinnati. So I was like, everybody talking about this kid. He's gardening the AAC. Right. But he was for real, for real. And this is some of this hard knocks love affair. But watching this and last dude, year, too. It, he and Garrett Wilson, it was it was just a pleasure to watch during Hard Knocks. Can you imagine those practices? Oh, man. So you're, 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 you're McCarthy, and you're watching film of White on Rice, Stink I, on X. You know what I'm talking about, Gardner. And you're looking at Dak. What do you do? Do you tell him, don't throw that way? This don't go what, there. Okay, so what's today, Wednesday? I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing, Rob. I call Dak. I call Gallup. I call CD and I call Cooks. I get them in the office. Okay. And this is what I say. Yeah, what I say, do you think? I'm going to say, hey, y'all, y'all want to win? And they're going to say, yes. I'm going to say, what gives us the best chance to win is if when Sauce Gardner is on any of you, you're not getting the ball. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and you think of it like this, Rob. The chances that Dak takes, you think of them as chicken nuggets. So I'm going to tell Dak, I'm going to give you your chances. I'm going to give you your chicken nuggets, but you can't have no sauce. You cannot have any sauce. The only chance the Jets have to win this game, Rob, is if they get pressure on the QB and they get turnovers. I'm not throwing to Sauce Gardner's side because it not because Sauce is Dion or Daryl Green. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that gives us the best chance to win is not turning it over. We have a higher probability of turning the ball over if we throw it to Sauce Gardner's side. So Cooks, CD, Gallup. There, you got 15 other games to play. This is this is only week where we're going to have to say, hey, we know what, we're going to just cut one side of the field off. You're going to have plenty of time to get your incentives. You got plenty of time to get your numbers. Would you say that? To, yes. To, yes. How many quarterbacks in yes. the NFL do you say that to? To all of them that all play sauce. Oh. I'm not. Dak, you can have your chicken nuggets this week, but you can't have no sauce. How about I'm the, not throwing it to his side. That's but, the only chance they have to win is if he gets his hands on balls. Pause. As that's Dak, the only time. I but as Dak Prescott, as a as a businessman. <laughs> you talking about pride right now. I'm, ta- Rob. I'm, well, I'm talking about dollars side. because if you're saying that no if sauce you believe that they sat Joe Burrow down and said, you know, don't throw towards sauce. No, they have never. So I'm trying to get paid more than that guy. Look, I'm te- look. First of all, Dak isn't Joe. Okay, this week, mm. this week, why I'm telling my wide receivers when that man lines up in front of you, you are a decoy. You will not the ball when he's in front of you. You will not be receiving the ball. You will not be targeted. That's the only chance they have to win this game. Now, okay. I'm, As if they get turnovers. But, speaking of the Jets, that's the only way. So why not avoid, what did we call them, Rob? Turnover-worthy plays? How do you cut down on those? You stay away from the barbecue sauce this week. So I'm going to let you take your chances. You can have your nuggets, you, but you can't have no honey mustard. So you're telling me I'm the problem. <laughs> yes. You're telling me you don't trust me to go win a football game. 
20 piece flat, no sauce. <laughs> you can have a 20 piece flat, but you can't have no sauce, Rob. I'm not. Why? Well, how do I explain why? to my wide receiver CD like yeah, XY77 and you look at like, XY, I'm Y. It's a damn. You know what, Rob? Gardner again. You know what, Rob? It's one week. That I can't. I'm as looking at the Cowboys schedule. There's not another DB that I'm going to face where I'm doing that. Now, so what's one week if we're really about winning? Okay, I, I, I'm, I'll stay with you with the idea. Is it possible to slip it by him without them knowing? <laughs> like, Ooh, I could give it do to you them. think you could give them the game plan and about, say, they get it today. They get their book and they're planning on plays, things that are going to be effective down right. the distance and all that. And they don't realize it. But by about Friday, they realize, you know, anything over third and five. I ain't going. I, I, I'm lined up, and I noticed that it's Sauce Gardner guarding me, and Dak hadn't even looked at me. And you know what, Rob? That's why the first question I asked them are we are we all in on winning? And if so, I'm delivering it just like that. And it's not about your abilities; it's about giving us the best chance to win. And the best chance we have to win is blocking Quinn and Williams, and not throwing to Sauce Gardner. Hey, don't touch that stove; it's hot. There you go. Well, you know what We're I'm going to do. Win. You tell him, hey, don't don't throw it sauce. You ain't good enough. <laughs> Wait till the first third and seven. I'll show you who's good enough. I, you know what? And the other thing I have when I call them in, I have Sauce Gardner making plays on repeat. So I'm serious. Like this is. Are it's you sim- afraid? Like sometimes the game is really that simple. When you're playing, if if we really think Zach Wilson is trash, and we do, okay. So then, how would they? How would they? How did they beat Buffalo, Rob? Uh, Four turnovers. Yes. So well, they got a gift wrapped now, now none of them were sauce, <laughs> <laughs> which is even more frightening. None of them were sauce. You see the dude that got the uh, he already got his season bonus for interceptions. Three sa- the, the safety <laughs> yeah. three picks. He already got his two. The 20. only way the Jets can beat you is if you throw to Sauce and you can't block Quinnen Williams. So I'm doubling Quinnen and I'm throwing away from Sauce and I walk away with a win and then I'm off to who is it Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and we're 3-0. Because, I mean, now I'm 3-0. 3-0. Now I'm 3-0. Because I'm going to beat the Giants. I'm going to beat the Jets if I don't turn yeah. it over. And then I go and then I'll go crush Arizona because that's going to be a home game. And then now I'm looking at New England at home. I- I'm Come with on you. Now. Other than. It's, it, it's, it doesn't have to be that hard. I just feel like we keep kicking Dak in the, in the shin. <laughs> yeah, we like, do. Over I, look, and over and because over. Because we know he can take it. Uh, eventually, they can't. Eventually, you keep telling me he's great, and then you tell me we got to take away stuff. You're not good enough to do that. We are Jerry. We're going to take away line calls. That's that's too much for him. Hey, coming back, we're going to hear from Jerry in the in the eight o'clock hour. He, we're going to hear from uh, about his leadership, and in the rankings, the Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks, Jerry's got some high praise. Uh, but coming back, Victor Wimbayama, the bendy one, highly flexible. Yes, he have is. you seen that? Have you seen the video again? Yeah, you showed me. Pretty impressive, right? Uh, the dude can do the splits. Barefooted dudes doing the splits. I'm good. I would pay ticket. <laughs> It'd be like Cirque du Soleil. I would pay a $100 ticket in Vegas, and all Wimby would have to do is go out there and do yoga. Just watch him I'm good. bendy. Yeah. Hey, he's going to play power forward. That's a four to you and me. Sham Sharania says that's where he's headed. What are the ramifications of the position he's about to play? Because number four is where all the stars are at. Let's talk about what Wimby's going to do and what do you expect from him in year one. That's next. Lots of cowboy talking. What are you going to do with the Jets? That's all coming. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. for the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning. Here on San Antonio Sports Star, he is Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. We're glad you're with us on a hump day edition. A couple hours of fun headed your direction. Of course, we're looking at the Cowboys as they prep for the Rogersless Jets. We're looking at the Jets as they prep for a Rogerless game. Uh, we'll look around the NFL. We're talking NBA right now. We're going to hear from Jerry, and in about uh, about 30 minutes, we're going to ask this question. What is the most important trait or quality your starting quarterback has to have? Okay. What is the single thing that you look for first? In your starting quarterback. Jerry has some thoughts. We're going to hear from him regarding that. Uh, Sham Sharani, a guy we like hearing hearing from and talking we like about. Him. We because like Because that means we're talking about the NBA. And while the uh, league got a little quiet as everybody went away to watch some football, they're getting ready to get busy. Uh, October, get training camp going, and we're starting to hear some news. Uh, Sham Sharani reports that the Spurs are planning on starting Victor Wimbayama at a four, at the four position. Not the five, uh, because I think he's shrinking. Now he's only 6'11". He was about seven five when we first saw him, and he wants he wants to be like KD under seven feet, right? Uh yeah, he's only seven three. He's only get seven three. Right. Get it right. Um, but if you play four in the NBA, that's where the stars are. The, the 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 cream of the crop across the league. If you're on the other side, I mean, Jokic is still up there, and you got some well, other guards. They but, have him as center for whatever for if, what it's worth. Rob Embiid and Joker are listed as fives. And uh, whatever, but the modern league, you're taking, you're shooting threes. I mean, so by just definition of what a four used to be, but the idea of putting Wimby on Giannis and Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis, Sabonis. There's so many marketing, Jaron Jackson, Christian Wood, Julius Randle, Siakam. That's a, that's a lot for a guy that's seven, three and weighs a buck 85. That's a, 80, Buck 85 is a stretch. <laughs> it really it's is. a stretch. What do you do? What would you do? I cross matchup. I, I cross matchup. I don't want, I want Wimby to, you know, you know what these guys do. They they sit in the paint, they go toe tap outside the paint, then they come back in the paint. They toe tap outside the paint, they go back in the paint. So that's what I want Wimby doing. I want him just guarding the paint. So, Whoever's yeah, okay. closest to the paint, I just want him there to affect shots at the rim. That's the That's highest it. and best calling. You know, so defensively, he is a five if you define fives as rim protectors. Now, on offense, maybe he's a four. Maybe he's a three. I think he's I, a three offensively. I do, too. I, I think by I the too. time we're done, we're going to see him handling the ball more than any big like this has ever handled it. I think he's going to get an opportunity because this offense was already kind of structured for another near seven-footer in Jeremy Sohan to hold the ball. Right. So this is a, a team that understands how to invert the offense and pull your bigs out and put your, your, your littles down. So uh, this is part of the offense that's already there. It's just the definition that I, I – 
Is it like I know we have to list them? I, well, I think pop. Yeah, I know. I, but is it? What does this even mean? See, that's where we're getting. That's where I'm trying. That's to where get I'm to. getting to. Like, because what does it even mean? There is the mantra that the game itself mm-hmm. hasn't passed pop by. No, no, but way. has changed and does some things that pop never considers or contemplated even ten years ago. That's having to adapt to it. You know, everybody else had to adapt to him. The beautiful game was his. We all tried to copy it. Everybody else did. And now the, the, that beautiful game is no longer the game. The game is now stretched to three and uh, shoot and defend from there. I mean, look at our FIBA team. Our center was Jaron Jackson and what's the kid from Utah? Uh, Walter Kessler. You know, and, well, it ended up biting us in the butt, but you get where I'm coming from. Like, it's... We've really been in the small ball era now, a damn near a decade. I think the Spurs and Heat series really highlighted the small ball era. Yes. That's when it really started, 2013. Spo made the adjustment, Pop made the adjustment, and we really never looked back. What was it, the uh, what did Golden State have when they were bringing Iggy and Draymond and Clay? What was it called? The death lineup. The death lineup. The lineup of death. And it was just a bunch of little guys out there running around. So, when I, when I you again, if you have – Zion and Kevin Durant. I'm just going to name a few guys that I'm looking at on the ESPN's Hollinger Stats Power Forwards. I see Paul George listed. He's not a power forward. Okay, <laughs> he's not. He's just, he's just not. I don't. I don't consider Kevin Durant a power forward. Uh, no. I don't really even consider Julius Randle or Pascal Siakam power forwards, but they're listed as that. So him listed as power forward, while. I can appreciate Shams, you know, hey, you're doing your job. You're just, you know, reporting the news. What does it mean? When I look at it, again, the biggest eye-opening one is Paul George. That is not a power forward. I don't give a damn what they have him listed as. Can you yeah. imagine in 03 Paul George coming down and guarding Tim Duncan? Oh, yeah. yeah that's what they see what I'm saying. So what? I don't even know if Giannis is, Rob. Well, I think the way that we define power forward and the way to before and after is really a more about where the play finishes or starts as opposed to where it finishes. Because when you think power forward, and really the, the smaller the number, the further away from the basket. That's kind of the idea when we go, you know, ones are going to be up at the top because that's the point guard, and the two's going to be close for the first pass, and the three's a little bit closer because he's running the baseline, and the five is right on the rim protecting it, offensively and defensively. That's why we give the numbers. The further away, okay. it's a one. So if you define it that way, uh, no, I, I don't see him being used as a true four. But if you think about if he gets the ball 15 feet away from the rim, 20 feet away from the rim, and dribbles himself into the paint like Giannis does and finishes in the paint, that's a power forward. The play just started further out, but it finished exactly where every power forward has played for 25 years, closer to the rim to, to rebound and defend. So and if you go see, that way. Okay, that definition helps me understand Giannis. Right. So he's, he's not a power at the forward, rim. but he is finishing like at a the power rim. forward yes. did, like Charles Oakley did on a bounce pass with his back to the rim. Mm. Gotcha. Like Tim Duncan did, the finish play was a power forward move, but it was began with a three point with a with a three or a two as he grabbed the ball and put it on the put it on the ground, whatever they might have done. Like Zion, not a power forward, but six six, but he finishes every everything's shot's at four the rim. feet from the rim or closer. So that's power forward ball. I like that definition better than mine. But that definition is out the window, and my worry is we're clinging to things that don't matter anymore. <laughs> that's it. 
Because I will tell you, Pop was a master, and everybody. Every time I say this, Here people you go. laugh. Here you David go. Robinson was the greatest power forward ever to play. Not Tim. Tim was a hell of a center. We lied to Tim for 15 I th- years. I, I still don't understand your theory on that. The way that Tim was used was more like a big, like a four, four and a half than a four. So then that's a five. And David, we round well, David, up. Was was talking- a, David was a power forward the entire time he played. The entire time. Go look at what he did. Well, see, the reason you guys see, Rob, you, you opened Pandora's box because now... Like I'm, we're all comfortable saying Tim's the most, the best power forward well, of all the, time, right? But if you really feel like he's a center, then his ranking may not be as high, and that's no. why Robert Ory says, "Yeah, Dream," because Robert thinks like you, Rob. Robert compared him and Dream. Dream was a five, absolutely, without hesitation. So if you're going by y'all's theory, we got to drop Tim down some notches. No, I put him in the same quantifying. I mean, he's one of the greatest basketball players ever to that's live. What I, I mean, exactly. so we'll just Who leave it there. Position, right. So, and I think we're forced to use the, the nomenclature of what we had to quantify him as a four. But if you watch tape, yeah. he was a five. <laughs> he just was. If you watch him, and then go back and look well, at Pat Well, you had a basketball Ewing. eye. Your eye's a little different. But watch Pat Ewing and Tim Duncan and how they were used. It's the same thing. Back to the basket, 12 feet away, dribble, 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 either a beautiful jump shot, off the glass, up and under. That, that's the center. That's what he was. David was getting the ball on the wing, seven-footer handles, getting to the ring. Lay- he had more layups than you know than back-to-the-basket hook shots. Because he was going downhill like you would give to a four. So with those labels, we stuck to them for a long time. But I don't want to get stuck here with Giannis like you're seven three and or you Wimby, gotta guard. Yeah. I'm sorry with no, Wimby and you gotta guard Giannis. No, you don't. You gotta guard an area. That's all I want him to do. That's it. I hell, I might play zone. <laughs> uh, we we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but the What's news that? continues to kind of circle about Le- LeBron putting together his his super team. Yeah, he's mad. He's mad because of the Feebas. <laughs> That's just LeBron being LeBron. Like, LeBron's trying to get his own Netflix special, Redeem Team Part 2, led by LeBron. LeBron got angry, and he, and he made the he, you know the Avengers joint, or excuse me, as Rob called them, the Expendables, because they're a little older. <laughs> when you talk about Curry and Kevin Durant, you know, the guy's getting a little bit long in the tooth. You're more Expendables than you are Avengers. <laughs> but you got some youngsters on there. You got Book and... See, Maybe that, Dame that, that's my con- my worry is we got guys, but we got to recruit Embiid. We have to get Embiid to be a part of the U.S. national team. Now, the only reason why guys ever even go play somewhere else is because they know you're never like Schroeder knew he was never going to make Team USA. Right, Shea Gilgis, Canada, Dylan Brooks, Canada, like those guys. They know, like, hey, I have no shot at making Team USA, so I'm gonna just go play for China. So with Embiid, we got to let him know, hey, we need you. You're going to be our anchor. Stick with the Stars and Stripes. We need Embiid if we're going to bring home gold. Uh, Dame Lillard got back in the news after things had gotten a little quiet about him. He's going to report for camp. And he says he'll play where, what, for whatever team he gets traded to. So, yeah, because at first it was just like, no, nah, don't do it. I'm, I want to go to Miami. Because remember, Tatum tried to Tatum called him. Jason Tatum, not Jason Tatum, the one in the, the place with that team in green and white. He said, nah, man, I want to go to Miami. But I'm guessing now that he's seen like Portland's not just going to give up the bull crap that Miami wants, not going to just take the, the stuff Miami wants. They don't want Tyler Hero and a bunch of picks. I guess he's realized I'm going to end up stuck in Portland, so I better loosen up my – Better get nice. My, yeah, my um, whatever it is I'm asking for. How much of a lesson do you think any professional franchise learned 
from the Aaron Rodgers unfortunate scenario. Like, you know, you oh, I sometimes think the, you're damned I think if you do and damned if you don't. But Old people get hurt. Now, Dame isn't old. He's 32. Dame about 32. He's not old, but he ain't young either. If you are any other team, would that open the door for you chasing him? If I'm the Bucks, after Giannis told me I would not sign another extension until I realize we're all on the same page. Considering, like, look, we already got a title with the team where it's currently constructed. For whatever reason, Miami Heat have become our boogeyman. So we can't beat them. If I'm the Bucks, I'm all in. If I'm Philly, I'm all in. All the teams that just can't quite get over the hump, I'm all in. All in. Especially, and they, they, I'm, that's the only team I really can think of in the East. You know, the West, they already got their problem. They re-signed Kyrie with Dallas. They's there. Phoenix is set. Denver is set. They're the defending champions. The Warriors went and brought in Chris Paul. Um, the Sacramento Kings have De'Aaron Fox. I think mm-hmm. they're pretty much set. So it's not much going on in the West. So if I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm the Celtics, I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, I'm trying to figure out a package, especially the Bucks. The Bucks, hell, the Bucks are so scared. They gave the other Giannis, they gave the other Antetokounmpo a contract. All three Antetokounmpo's are in Milwaukee now. So if y'all are that scared, go get Dame. You feel like they almost have to. So right. There's going to be a have to that Dude, shows Giannis up. Giannis is next. And the fact that we're hearing from him now that I'll, I am in just, I'll, I'll play for whoever offers. He kind of pretty much let it know, like, hey, I appreciate you guys getting rid of Budenholzer. He didn't know how to make adjustments. Once we, once a, t- guy, a team had his number, there was nothing Budenholzer could do. I appreciate y'all getting rid of him for me, but that's not going to be enough. And I've given y'all a title. I've been loyal. I've been an ambassador. I've been the face of the franchise. I've conducted myself as a good human being and great in the community. Now, as I've made my money, now I want the best opportunity to win. And adding Dame Lillard, I love Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't lose him. Ain't Dame? Would you do Would you do Harden, Maxi, and picks for Dame? No, that's a little bit too much. James Pledge on the YouTube. That's a bit too much. Harden, Maxi, and picks. I'd need something more, but I I would talk. I want to keep, if I'm Philly, if I'm Philly, Philly, I want to keep Maxi. I like that move. No, I, I want to keep like Maxi too. I, I would want more than just Dame. I'd need a, a draft pick or two, but I'd make that deal. So James Harden, Maxi, and some picks, and you get Dame Lillard Dame and some and, picks. I, I, I think Dame, the one thing we haven't seen Dame do is play with a big. He and had that, LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not. I mean, we, it's not Embiid. I know. I'm just saying. But and he did. And he hated it. But I think in hindsight, he realized he probably shouldn't have. And I, I if we're going to ask for something different from Dame, if we're going to expect a different outcome, let's give him a team that looks different instead of Nurkic. Give him Embiid. Let's Anthony see what Simmons. Give him. Give him something that really is a, a, a different weapon than he's ever had. And he has Scoot now. I'm not downplaying what's there in Portland, and that right. makes it even more important. Can you imagine a backcourt with Scoot and Maxi? Yikes! Now Harden, Harden, Harden is very quickly going to become. Well, I don't. He's not Russell Westbrook yet, but he's about to become a parody. James Harden's about to become a parody of himself, like Russell Westbrook. He's is. damn near there. Yeah, he's damn near there, right? So I, when you throw in Harden, that Harden value ain't what it was even three years ago. It doesn't mean that much to me. 
I'd rather have Maxi. And if you ha- if I have to take Harden with me, I'll take the headache. I'll take I all that. I feel like Philly is um I feel like Philly is really all in on Maxi. Now you if you're oh, I agree. They if you're be. Portland is probably the the trade is probably Harden Tobias and picks. Because only if I'm Philly, if I'm Philly, that's what I'm going to counter you with. Yeah, and I agree. I'm trying to keep Max because I would want the backcourt to be Maxi, Lillard, and B. Like that's the team. But if I'm Philly, I know that I have got to get Embiid on my side. Yeah, Embiid is, Embiid's on that list of guys that's frustrated and going to want out soon as well. So if he comes to me and says, I don't want Harden here, he's gone, he comes to me and says, you name the player. Um, if he wants to keep him, he's staying. But if he doesn't care, he's gone. And if he's not, if he'd happily trade a Maxi and, and a Harden for a Dame Lillard and whatever it might come. If I'm Philly, I got to burn the bridge from the past. I got to get rid of all this crap. Only thing I can hold that I need to hold on to is, is Embiid, Embiid one it. and Maxi two. Those are the only things I can see of any future value. Here. But depending on the trade, you you'd be willing to part with Maxi depending on the player. Yes, I, I would because I think Dame does give me a legitimate fight for the title. It so, does. So okay, so the last two teams we've had in the finals from the East, you had Boston. And you've had the heat. So if I'm Philly, Rob, and I have Damon Embiid, does that give me an opportunity to beat yes. Miami yeah, it does. and Boston? Yeah. You sure? It does. It does. Um, Ooh, so Damon Embiid can hang with the Heat or the Bucks or the Celtics. I can. Those two. I, I believe they could because they provide something that they haven't had in this fight. And it is a Dame Lillard that is a straight-up dog. Now, Harden can be, has been, wasn't very often. Him and Doc hated each other. We, we found that out. I thought they were getting along, but they didn't. I've seen Dame single-handedly win series. You you put him with Embiid. No, he made you, it you know to a I mean? Western Conference final with C.J. McCollum. They ran into Golden State and, you know, just, you know, that was it. But to get to the Western Conference finals with him and C.J. McCollum, is a hell of a, that's a, you know, I mean, that's a great accomplishment. It, it says a lot about what I would be getting for him. And it, and for Philly, it serves two purposes for me. The, the, I got to burn every bridge with this process. I got to get rid of all this crap. I, I just do. It started with Simmons that helped, uh, Harden hanging around that, that kind of slowed things down. But everything else has got to go but Embiid. And it, it, and even if I start getting the sense that Embiid's about to leave, if I can't please him, I got to start making some decisions because you just said it. Miami and Boston ain't going anywhere. Miami more likely to fade than Boston after they've made all True. their signings. I got to do something. And Dame is the fix. He's the fix. And now he's softening. He's saying, look, you know, I might have been wrong. Nah, I, it's just a point. He just wants out of Portland now. It's gotten ugly. He's got, well, it's gotten ugly and it's going to get uglier if they're not right. careful because, you know, we know what Dame is, is capable of. He low key backhanded Lamar, Lamarcus out of Portland. I mean, he, he never said anything outright. I think Lamarcus was kind of jealous of Dame taking over his city. I think it was more on Lamarcus being a little salty that I, I Dame was the guy. Yeah. But Dame could have settled the waters. Oh, yeah. You know, Dame could have fixed that, but he wanted to be the big dog too. And I think Facts. both of them, I think you start to realize time is short. And if you're saying yes now in October, mm-hmm. seriously, you know, if you're saying yes now, I think when we get closer to September, a deal might be made. Because quite frankly, up until three or four days ago, I thought, well, we're just going to see him at Portland again. I mean, they're just going to run it back because I thought, no deal to be had. But if he's softening, there we are. Uh, the, the, the season is so close. Did you see where the NBA, uh, the Spurs put the the Austin tickets for sale this week? Oh, they did? Yeah, they're, they're out. $10,000 each? Uh, we are so close, man. 
I'm ready. I feel like the tide's out. You know, we're just kind of waiting for it to come back in, and it's going to come in tall. Basketball just around the corner. Football happening this weekend, and there's questions to be answered with uh, with uh, with Jerry. It's about his quarterback. There's one thing that we know about Dak Prescott. There's one abiding quality that everyone to a man that has ever coached him all the way back to high school and to college, a quality that he has. Now, is it the single most important quality any quarterback could have? Very, might very well be. We're going to hear from Jerry on the qualities he likes in Dak and his comparisons to some of the quarterbacks that wore the star before. Interesting conversation, and it's coming next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show, every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game, presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up later on The Blitz, we have got a treat for everybody. Kevin Harlan is going to join us. Yeah, he was there when Aaron Rodgers got hurt on Monday night. He'll tell us all about that. Plus, James Slater from the NFL Network will join us at 4 o'clock. The Blitz begins at 2. Fellas, hope you're enjoying this first football week. Living the dream, Joe. Living the dream. We are enjoying this first football week. It's been fantastic. I mean... Story of Colorado, the Longhorns, Cowboys pitching shutouts. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we're going to talk college football. It's a football. lot, man. It's, it's, it's been, I mean, Army. We got Army coming into San Antonio and the, the military town of all military towns. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, Army's a candidate to kind of fill some of those gaps from exiting schools. So it looks like Army might. I've seen they've the been AAC. being recruited by AAC. Yeah, yeah. it looks like they might. Uh, step into a different weight class, and we're going to talk with a former uh, cadet, uh, West Point, a West Point cadet, uh, as Army comes to uh, San Antonio on Friday to take on UTSA. We're going to have some tickets for you a little bit after nine thirty, uh, as USAA uh, David Evitts, David Evitts, play football there. He's going to come. I'm going to tell him now. Us. I know you went to West Point, but hey, you in my city? You are going for the Roadrunners, ain't you? He he does yeah, live yeah, and work here. Like, yeah, right. Like I really tell somebody from West but, Point that. Yeah, I figure if you go, if you're a cadet, you're, you're allowed your allegiance to stay up there at least for one weekend a year. And he's bringing football tickets, so we're going to be nice to him. In fact, we're talking college football just after nine. And man, oh man, did a lot of people watch uh, Texas Alabama biggest broadcast? Wow, college football game ESPN's had since 2015. Is that what yeah. you said? Ten point seven was the peak. That's Riley when Alabama took the lead. And then we just stayed through the fourth. Uh, we're going to look at the top 25, the big games to watch, and also the uh, playoff potential. The uh, four teams with the best percentage chance of getting in. USC on the outside looking in. We'll tell you who the top four are. Uh, I, I have one question for you, um, at least now. What's the most important attribute a starting NFL quarterback can have? Guys have to follow you. Guys got to want to play with you. Guys got to want to play for you. Guys got to want believe that you believe. Leadership, right? Yeah, all of the above. Well, Jerry, um, <laughs> this is crazy. Jerry loves giving us something to talk about all day. I yeah, appreciate listen to, you. Uh, he, he's number four. We know he likes him. No, 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 no. He loves him. It, is you he son-in-law like material? This is what Jerry has to say <laughs> about his number four. Well, from my perspective, he's uh, not. Is he overcovered from the standpoint? Does that hurt him? Uh, and that's not your question, but it does not hurt him. 
if I've ever seen anybody that is so sound in his psychic, so sound in his uh, approach to business, and this is business for us, so prepared. He relies on his preparation better than anybody that uh, I've been around. And, of course, he stays, uh, stays confident and solid out there. As Roger Stahlbeck said, I don't know whether you're going to have a move-around guy or whether you're going to have a conventional pocket guy. said, I don't know about that, but you get somebody that team will follow. That's the key. And, of course, uh, he's the best leader that I've ever seen at that position. And uh, we've been around some good ones. Aikman was outstanding. Uh, Tony, I think, was just outstanding. But uh, Dak's quite a leader out there at that position. Uh, Jerry Jones on the fan yesterday talking about his starting quarterback, the greatest leader he's ever seen. Now, was he talking about Dak or Roger? See, I, I, I'm kind of like it's Roger. He said, you know, because he said, well, Roger told me no matter if he can run or if he's a, you know, pocket, make sure the guys will follow him. And he's the best leader I've ever seen at that position. So now the, the networks and everybody's rolling with it as he was talking about Dak. But the way I heard it, and you brought it to my attention, I was like, maybe, I think you're right, Rob. I think he was talking about Roger. And he should be. He was talking about Roger. Roger, like I, we could be, we could go first take him and, and spin it to Dak. But I think I'm almost positive he was talking about Roger Dodger. And that is, and of course, not measuring yeah. up to Roger Stobbeck yeah. as the greatest. <laughs> that's there's no shame in that. Not only was he Super Bowl champ, we're talking about Navy. He was but, trained to be a leader. But for the sake of talking, if he was, is Dak a better leader than Troy? See, the thing with Troy, I feel like Troy was yeah, a, a leader. I think Troy was a leader, but I think Troy just kind of got out. Troy didn't want to scream and yell with Emmett and Mike. Mike was the leader of that team. He's, and Jerry said Mike was his favorite. Yeah, and Mike and Mike I, was the leader of that team? Yeah, oh, no, no question. He was the heart and soul of that football team. <laughs> More than Emmett. On, and, on, him on, on he, and off the field. Yes, in every good and bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he led that team down bad roads and good roads, but they followed him. I mean, there's no question. Jerry is a leader, too. He he seeks yes, he that is. out. He yes, understands he what it takes to get there. And for my money, I'd rather have a great leader than a guy that can throw through a bathroom window from Look, 30 yards out. Perfect example. I don't. Not many people had a better arm and more talent than Jay Cutler. Guys hated him. Right. Now, Aaron's both. Aaron's a leader and people hate him. So he gets away with it. You know, um... But Dak, I feel like he is a great leader. I, I've never, again, they've never wavered from him. Nobody in the locker room. No, the, the closest thing we've had to somebody, you know, coming at Dak was Micah after San Francisco. And even then, he tiptoed around it. Because it wasn't about the leadership. It was about the physical skills that were required that he right. didn't have. I do think Dak's a great leader. And, I, and, I, and I'll keep saying it. I think his best attribute was one, leadership. And I think 1A is his amnesia. I, I put uh, um, Wibble in a pickle. Why'd you do that? Because I've got some tickets to give away, and we got Dr. Jason Garrett. Oh, let's do it. So I want to give away some tickets real fast. Let's do it. Dion Cole, the stand-up comedian, you know him from the Old Spice commercials and Blackish and of a whole bunch of other shows. A very funny man is coming to San Antonio. He's going to be at the Aztec Theater, and that is coming up if my glasses will give me something on September the 23rd. You want to go? I've got a pair of tickets. 65637. Oh, it's 22nd. I'm sorry. Yeah. We will electronic transfer those tickets directly into your inbox, but you've got to win them now. 656 3776 656 ESPN. Caller number three. Be fast.
This is early. Three, for, we got to get you out of here. Yeah, and bang, bang, bang. Oh, uh, bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Get on the call right All now. Go long. see Dion Cole. It's going to be a good show. He's a funny guy. Uh, he is. The uh, Dr. Jason Garrett is imminent. We and, got a lot uh, of questions. Of course, the points of conversation will involve Achilles tendons and old arthritic knees. <laughs> but I don't think, aren't you, aren't, aren't you bone on bone? Yeah. And I don't care who you are, how good a shape you're in. That's tough. Uh, so that's every tough. time I move, <laughs> I wince. I wish I had a nice ride along. How's winter for you? Does it make any difference? Uh, well, Not really? It is funny. I can tell when cold fronts are coming. I, I truly can. The you day know before. What? My wife swears she can. No, it's too. a true fact. Uh, th- th- it is without hesitation. I can tell you when the barometric pressure is changing. Oh, my I God. Why you got to use that word? Because I've been told by Dr. Garrett, who is imminent, that it is true. The changes in pressures do affect the internal parts of your joints. So that is a that has been yeah. studied to be true. And I do I can predict the change in the weather. I can't tell you what's going to happen. But normally, if the pressure's rising or falling, yeah, my knee hurts. It is a predictor in that form. But and I when you're coming you. down steep cliffs. Dude, I am I'm paying you. Next time I go down, I need to be riding on a tractor. You know, the point of conversation for the next what's that? Several weeks will be the Jets gotta find an answer immediately. But then there's the long term question about Aaron Rodgers. You know, one of the things we've been talking about with Aaron going down is certainly it sucks for the Jets. Well, it's a benefit to the Green Bay Packers, too. Aaron has to play seventy percent of those snaps for the draft pick to be a one. To See, be, and it's not so it's they not only get, happen. So Green so the Packers Bay only get out, the two. So Green Bay only has Green to Bay. give up a two. Well, I mean, it, it affects them. Yeah, they're only going to get a two. Yeah, that sucks. So it's this has been kind of like the for those that ever watched Game of Thrones. It seemed like the beginning of every season. <laughs> Clarence, one you of your Clarence guys were excited about that yesterday. Got killed. Like one of your favorite characters, you turn it on and it's like episode two, and the dude is dead. That was what this is like Game of Thrones. I can the, appreciate a show that'll kill off a, a prominent oh, a character. Bi- prominent characters. I appreciate that. Speaking of prominent characters, with abs, with abs, the fittest doc I know. His name is Doctor Jason Garrett, and he's stopping by for his Wednesday house call. How's your Achilles tendons this morning, Doc? Oh man, I've had Achilles tendonitis since I was sixteen. So every time I see someone go down, it just makes me cringe. Because now it's only a matter of time. So uh, let's talk about it. He went down first and foremost. Uh, his age, the injury itself. What's the prognosis for return to the field at some point, and what's the prognosis for imminent return maybe next year? So right now, Achilles injuries usually are fully recoverable in six months. So surgery right away, even without surgery. So six months from now, he should be pretty much recovered, ready to play, which gives him another six months to get ready for the beginning of the season. So I think this injury, when it occurred, couldn't have happened, I guess, at a better time for him to be ready for next season. Now, being 40 years old makes that a lot harder. If you're 25, maybe even 30, you still have a lot more elasticity in your Achilles. As you get closer to 35, 40 and above, it becomes a lot more fibrotic. And so you have the odds of it being like it was before are pretty slim, but it's his left ankle, I think, is his left Achilles, which actually is pretty good because he doesn't have to push off when he's uh, throwing. Mm, good point. And he's not a – he is athletic, but he's not a big running quarterback. So if he can play in the pocket and, you know, have more of a Tom Brady-type presence, there's a chance he could be extremely productive next year. Now, Aaron got the full tear. Andrew McCutcheon got the partial tear. What's the difference in what's mm. better? <laughs> if yeah, hot, death by fire, death by drown. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, 
six and a half dozen, whatever. Uh, so essentially, half tear means you still have some of your connective tissue attached. So it didn't it didn't completely rupture. Your calf didn't ball up. Like when you watch Aaron Rodgers, you if you see that slow motion image where they show the back of his calf and it looks like a rubber band. Yes. Oh my god. Kind of rippled up. Ugh. That's a that's a full tear. Whereas the other one, it's a partial tear. Now the good news is the partial tear is you can boot it and then in six months with some good recovery and everything else, you're pretty much back to normal. The risk now is how much of that is still torn and how much more likely is it to fully rupture going forward. So sometimes it's better to completely tear it, go through the entire process mm. and partially tear it, hope to rehab it, and then blow it six months later. I kind of feel like, remember when KD was with the Golden State Warriors, I kind of feel like they knew his was partially torn and they said, hey, it's good. Go on out there until just it just, until it you know pops. what I mean? That's what it kind of felt like. Cause <laughs> it really felt like that. I was like, they're like, hey, you know, go out there until it fully tears, Kevin. And then it finally did. Because <laughs> either know. way, you need surgery. So one way over the yeah, other. I would, I would be surprised if you could get any medical professional to admit to that. Um, but the team might have felt that way. But I think cause the problem with that is if you know there's a tear there and you send them out and you signed off on that as a team doctor, now you're liable for that. You could potentially be sued. For a lot of money, oh, okay. So no, there is the malpractice side of things there. <laughs> so the, let me leave that alone. The willful allowance, uh, yeah, that gets you in trouble. <laughs> Dr. Jason Garrett standing with us uh, on both functional, if not sore, Achilles tendons. Uh, what's the rehab process for it? What What do you got to do to get it back healthy? Because you don't have muscles to strengthen around it. How do you get it stronger? Yeah, you wait till it fully heals and scars back down, and then once the tension or the integrity of the Achilles is good, then you start just doing calf raises, doing walking, doing stability exercises, strengthening all the muscles in the lower calf. This is not just the Achilles tendon that tore. There's also your soleus back there that's going to have some tears in it. Mm. A few other little muscles that, that give you a little bit more stability in the ankle and help you push off. So you're rehabbing all those things at the same time. And one last question regarding the uh, Achilles tendon. This is kind of a broad what I've witnessed because I've never actually seen it hurt or uh, hurt it myself. I watched, Was it Richard Sherman that tore an Achilles? I think so. He yep. did. And uh, I've seen at least one other. And then watching Aaron Rodgers, there's when you see an Achilles tear, there's that initial like this doesn't feel right. But then in my it doesn't appear like these guys are writhing in pain. It just doesn't feel right. And even watching Aaron after the injury, you know, he's kind of he's not rolling around in pain. He just knows it doesn't feel right. Then I see him get on the on the uh, the cart that took him back to the back room. He's laying on the cart with his legs crossed nonchalant. It, is it a not? Is it one of the not lesser painful. painful? But you know, it just doesn't seem like there's the agony that I see and I have felt with knee injury that I see with yeah. the with the Achilles. Yeah, that's kind of how I knew right away it wasn't a high ankle sprain or an ankle injury, quote unquote, because those hurt like crazy. You right, walk right. Really painful. With the Achilles, the first pain you feel is it feels like someone hits you with a stick in the back of the leg, and you look back like who hit me, and you're like, oh, nobody hit me, and you go to push off and the pain from the getting hit by the stick, quote unquote, is gone. Like that's already gone, and now you just go to push off, and your leg doesn't work. But it doesn't hurt because all the pain fibers have been cut. There's no issue. Now the next day, when the swelling sets in, it starts to ache a lot. There's a lot more pain and discomfort. But right away, you can actually walk on it. You just can't push off on your. Toe. Oh, one more regarding this. I know with knee injuries, you have to wait for the inflammation to reduce before you go in and perform the surgery. And I know the clock is ticking for Aaron if they are going to try to get him back. How long do you wait before the next surgery? Are we waiting for inflammation to go down, or is it something you can get in and take care of, say, today? 
only if there was a severe amount of inflammation, which a lot of times there isn't with these. Like with the ACL tear, your knee looks like a giant balloon. Mm-hmm. And so you have to wait to get that inflammation out, otherwise the surgery doesn't take very well. But with an Achilles, usually you can operate almost immediately because there isn't quite as much swelling around the ankle as there is in a knee, like a knee joint. Now, uh, let's focus on some real-world problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Doc, I've had uh, knee surgery. I've, I've got a bad right knee. It, it, it's been bad for years, and it's been under the knife. I have no cartilage left. I've got a free-floating patella. Uh, it's been cut loose. I had my patella tendon replaced. I have no MCL, and I've been living with it for a long time. Uh, I've been working out for a bit. Uh, last night, I was walking on a hill and a, a pretty steep incline. Uh, didn't feel anything particular pop, but by uh, two hours later, my right knee has swollen to the size of a pretty good size grapefruit that you'd pull out of a good farm in South Texas. Uh, I know you're not here to diagnose, and I know you're about pain management and yourself back in the game. What would you recommend to an old failed athlete like me? Well, one, let's get the swelling out. So ice it, compress it. You know, if you if you can tolerate it, get, do a cold plunge which is where you basically get an ice bucket that's about 40 degrees and sit there for submerge your whole body except for your neck yeah. for about three minutes. If you're a man enough to do that, I would definitely do that. As okay. <laughs> There's your one challenge. Um, <laughs> Not a two, warm, soft bath with rose no. petals or anything like that? It no, has to be cold? That'll make the swimming oh, okay. real cold, like, like anxiety-inducing, extreme, uncomfortable cold. Now, that's one thing. The other thing is you want to move it as much as you can without irritating what you irritated in the first place. Because the more you move it, that's the muscular pump is going to help push the swelling out. It's going to increase the healing. You can take an anti-inflammatory, but you probably take those pretty frequently. And again, the longer you take those, the less effect they have. Right. They'll do more damage. So don't take that more than for a couple of days. And then uh, find out what happened, I guess, or what is irritated the most, and just avoid that movement for the next few uh, weeks. Uh, Doc, if I'm an aging pitcher <laughs> and I start feeling tricep spasms, what should I do and what is on the horizon? So, one, tricep spasms are extraordinarily unusual. Um, I would guess he probably has a nerve irritating it, causing the tricep to spasm. Because one, I've never actually seen someone with tricep spasms. I've seen tricep cramps. But <laughs> right. not spasms. But it's a weird diagnosis to begin with, which means there's probably something else going on or they're not telling you the whole truth. Um, but it's probably more neurologic in, in nature if it truly is a tricep spasm. We're talking about Scherzer leaving yesterday right. in the sixth inning with tricep cramps or whatever. I'm no, you're right. That that to me is it seems weird. Seems, yeah, that's I would cover be, for something. If a lot I was scarier. older, I'd be scared, Doc. <laughs> if your tricep spasming, you've done something really wrong. <laughs> um, Texan safety Jalen Petrie hospitalized with a bruised lung Ooh. as a precautionary measure. So what's going on when you say the bruised lung? Isn't that just a fancy term for his ribs are hurt? No. Nor the actual so. the lung is purple. Yeah, the <laughs> lung has actually got a lot of highly vascular. There's a lot of tiny little capillaries in there and tiny little aerial, 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 little tiny air sacs. And when you damage those, sometimes you can rupture those, and then it creates fluid in the lung, which creates almost like a, a miniature pneumonia in that area. And you definitely Damn. don't want to work out until that heals completely. So. Nothing you can do but rest. I mean, you can do some breathing treatments, but time time's the only thing's going to help. And testicular contusions? Oh! Ooh, yeah, oh. time. There, time. Uh, y'all nice. taking care of that at a rusty? No, we don't touch no. that area at all. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> an ice bath. <laughs> no. No ice bath. That's, that's required for the ice bath. He is Dr. Jason Garrett. He's the fittest doctor he we said know. We don't touch that area. <laughs> <at all. laughs>
<laughs> That's an entire different, entirely different specialty, man. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry, Doc. I uh, see. That's how much I believe in you, Doc. I just felt like you could take care of it. About anything. Got a no, bruised scrot. Okay. Not a lot we can do about it. Hey, Doc, keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself safe. How's your fantasy team doing? Did you win this weekend? Oh, uh, I don't do it. It's too much work. I've never actually gotten into it. Too much responsibility, too much work. You know what? I respect you more and more. That is Dr. Jason Garrett of Arosti. Thanks for stopping by, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Doc. They don't handle that, man. Anything around the solar plexus, as I was told. There has to be some type of massage for testicular contusion. There's got to be some type of massage or warm rag. Well, there is, actually. You have to go to your doctor, and it's a prescription that you you hand to your significant other. I don't believe you, Turd Ferguson, on YouTube. I don't believe you, and I'm not going to read it. Hey, coming up, <laughs> it's almost college football time as the games get busy, and they start early. Friday, UTSA is playing, yeah. and they're taking on Army, and we're going to have tickets for you as David Evans joins us. Brought to you by USAA. We're going to give away tickets as we welcome Army in for a beating in our dome as the UTSA looks to go 2-1. and one. The football weekend is done. We'll look back at the viewership and look forward to the games. It's here. We're talking about it. It's R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh, for the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 hey good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. Easy E taking us for another hour. You missed anything of what we already done. Why you late? And we'll need a doctor's note, but you can catch up. Go to sasportstar.com. Go to the audio vault there, brought to you by A Best Bell Bonds. If we set it live, you can catch it there anytime, anywhere. Uh, this hour, we're looking at college football. In fact, we're giving away some tickets to the UTSA Army game on Friday, a little after 9.30. We are welcoming in former cadet and current USAA uh, uh, intramural champion, I would assume, <laughs> ringer. Uh, Dave Evitt's going to be here just a little bit uh, as we give away football, uh, give away tickets, and talk about a big football game as uh, UTSA goes to, looks to go two and one. Yeah. Uh, how many people watched the Texas OU game on Saturday night? I would like. Texas Bama, 10.7. Boy, it's uh, creating a perfect storm for AM. We'll get oh, there in a what? second. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. As they That's improve why I said and the questions forward, continue to uh, swirl around Jimbo. It, it couldn't have been a better weekend. Um, in college football, couldn't have been. We had upsets. We had uh, that was a great football game to the very end. It was a, it was a good weekend of college. college Absolutely. Football. I mean, I, I thought you know the Miami A and M game was solid. Of course, Bama, <laughs> Texas, <you know. laughs> Colorado, Nebraska was good for a half. They and they got eight point seven million viewers. When's the last time eight point seven million people watched a Colorado Buffalo game? The prime effect. Yeah, Ooh. as Coach like Prime, uh, he's uh, such a draw. Game day is going to be in Boulder this weekend for the first time since '96. <laughs> oh, are you are you serious? Yeah, I've been there since my kid was born. 
But it's for Colorado State. Now they got USC next week. There's I guess be. this is a rivalry. Oh, no. in two weeks. Is this a rivalry or well, is it I, just like they just couldn't wait? I think it's a rivalry to the extent that it's two schools from Colorado. Now the thing about it is with my as I grab my Adam Sandler click remote, when you look in at 2024 with Colorado going to the Big 12, Rob, with Texas and OU leaving, and the talent pool that Dion has, you know, yes. he's going to be in the playoffs soon. Yes. Uh, if he stays there. He's going to be in the playoffs soon. I could, I'm, I'm talking, if Shadur and Travis and Edwards stay, which I think they all will, to get one year under their belts in the Big 12 and they win the Big 12, you know, run that table next season. This is, again, this is one long way away. Yeah, Dion's in the playoff, and we and clearly, if we're eight point seven million of us are watching them against Nebraska, we need that. Yes, I, I this is extraordinary this is for crazy. everybody involved. It, this is just good for everybody. It's one of those situations where I see zero negative for anybody involved. Anybody, because you know it's you have it's in in a crazy way. They're the villain. And it's growing and by a, the and week. A, in a crazy way, because now the people that, you know, the Dion and his son and, 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 you know, their bravado and their swag is getting under some people's skin. They're tuning in to see the loss. It's like Floyd. It's like LeBron. Yes. You know, it's like Kobe and Shaq. Like, we want to tune in to watch y'all lose. So I think they're going to be at about eight. Well, I don't know Colorado State. They're going to be 8.7 for Colorado State. No, now, but if there they pull will be five. Mil- if they pull eight million for Colorado State, then it's all. <laughs> Katie bar the door. Well, I'm serious because not only is there the coach prime effect, there's the players on the field, and Shadur Sanders is everything that we were thought he well were told he was going to be. We didn't no. know if he was going to be. Now I know USC will hold up to their end of the bargain. I really feel like mm-hmm. Colorado is going to beat Colorado State. Now next week they got to go to Eugene. Now the, for entertainment purposes, I don't have no stake in the game. I'm rooting on the Buffs. I'm rolling with Prime, but. For my entertainment purposes, I need USC and Colorado both undefeated in two weeks. And they will be. You think Colorado's going to go to Eugene and win? No, Colorado's going to lose to Oregon. Oh, okay, so then they won't both be undefeated. No. Okay. No. USC and Oregon are both better football teams than Colorado. They are. So, yeah, so they they have Colorado State at home, and then they go to Oregon, and then they get USC at home. So, so you don't think that they're going to beat Oregon? So they're going to go into the USC game with one loss, which is still good. I, I think so. Oregon. Now, I I don't know how to judge Oregon because weird Bo, things happen in Bo Lubbock. Ni- is it Bo Nix? Bo Nix still there? Uh, and they went into Lubbock last week, and it was a tough one. It was a tough game, and, and Tech's better, so I'm not going to take too much away. But Oregon, you know, what did they get? Like 50 in the first game. It, it's Colorado's good. It, depth is going to start to play an issue. Right. I mean, how many snaps? How many snaps does Travis Hunter play? See, I don't think he did a hundred this past week against Nebraska. I think somebody called Dion and said, "Look, we love him too." In <laughs> but, week one, he played a hundred and forty-six total snaps, including a hundred and thirty-nine on offense and defense, and then some special teams plays. Colorado, hundred and sixty scrimmage plays in total in that game, combining offense and defense. There's one hundred and forty-six were the most played in any game by any FBS player over the last five years. I'd like to see who played more. He played all but fourteen snaps. This is um, it's Junction Boy stuff. That yeah. <laughs> so there's just no way he can keep that up. And Xavier Weaver is a NFL wide receiver. 
you think, oh, well, well yeah, he looked like it this past week. Dude, he, he is big like and fast. It, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. three they NFL him. players on that team. Rob, I think they go into Eugene and win. If you if, if Tech gave you a ba- if Tech gave you a run for their money with their talent pool, I think Colorado could go up to Eugene and win. And again, this is me hoping because <laughs> I want USC in Colorado undefeated. Caleb versus Shador. Now, I love Shador. He ain't Caleb. No. Now I can hype Dion up all I want. I can have my Colorado gear on the way to the house as we speak from fanatics. But Shador ain't Caleb. Or is he? We're going to find out in a couple of weeks because it will be. There might not be 10 million watching, but Colorado. Oh, well, and if, if they're and both USC, undefeated, Rob, it's going to be 10. It, it could be. It very well could be. And I would hope it is. I want yeah, that kind be. of stuff. Right. Uh, Texas is back in a lot of ways. The people are watching oh, here for we sure. Go. Here we go. 10 million people tuned in. And according to the All State Playoff Predictor, Texas is back beyond that. After Sunday's episode, there it is. They're back. The Longhorns now have a 45% chance to reach the playoff, the second best of any school. They got to beat OU. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do. Yeah, still some work to do. But as we sit today, has Arch Manning's name even been mentioned over the last week? Not with not with what Ewers just did in Alabama. There's only a few men that can walk into that stadium and walk out a winner. You know, there, I, there's Cam. There's Johnny. The kid who ran, was at Auburn. No, that was in Auburn. When yeah. they did the the kick return, the kick six, that was in Auburn. Not many men have walked out of their winter, but Ke- you know Quinn yours is one. I know he had a great week on Whoa. campus. Oh, he yeah. had a great week on campus. It's good to be Quinn yours with the with with the uh, Aston Martin and a win in Alabama, and des- deservedly so. Now Wyoming coming to town, you don't expect any stumbles. This it? is a rough week this week, Rob. Outside of Army UTSA. Not many games I'm going to, you know, well, shoot, actually, Army UTSA is Friday. So Saturday, you get get your honeydews out the you, way. You got <laughs> some weird uh, non-conference games, and you got a lot of those eh, ho-hum conference. Conference games are truly getting started. Right, right, You got right. LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, LSU is in, a, is in a tough position. Mississippi State could put a hurting on the Brian Kelly you don't experiment. I'm just saying, if Mississippi State can find a way, life in the SEC, you never know. So I got you. It it will imagine what it's going to get like with Brian Kelly when you think about what it got to with Les Miles, who already had a title, had a ring, was walking around with a ring, and they were ready to run him out of town. Last coach. Even Ed Orge. Ed Orge Ogeron had a ring. Had a ring. And they couldn't wait to get rid of him. And he was from there. He talked by you English. I I forgot about that. He didn't have to learn how to say y'all like Brian Kelly did. Ogeron was already saying it. And they ran his ass out of a rail. Last time I saw him, he was walking around with a Baylor shirt on. So you think it's about to get bad for Jimbo. Brian Kelly could be in a world of hurt. Now, let's talk about Jimbo as Louisiana Monroe comes into to College Station. What's up with Jimbo? Where we stand? So I, I put something out on socials the other day, and I, this was my statement, and I, I should have worded it better. Okay. But what I said was, I, I'll call it now, that Jimbo Fisher will not be the coach at A&M next year. I didn't say he should be fired. That's fired, Rob. He's under contract, so you're saying fire. I didn't say fire him. I said he he's probably going to get fired. I'm not advocating for him to get fired yet, but I have a feeling I will be. 
But do, like, okay, this is the thing. One, I don't agree. I feel like while A&M has that money in, in the couch cushion. Yeah, we'll find the money. That's the, the money's not an issue on the buyout. What I will say is sometimes when you make these type of firings, I have the, my question comes is, who are you replacing him with? Are you replacing him with someone that is really going to come into the SEC West? Mm-hmm. SEC West and do better. Now, you're looking at his contract. You know, 2023 is a 76 buyout. 24-67, so it gets lower and lower. But this year, if you fired him this year, Rob, you and your boys and gals are going to have to come up with $77 million. Yeah. Have you been to College Station lately? Have you no, seen, seen the price of gas? You seen what we're working with? <laughs> I've seen the price of gas. Have you seen gas? the price of natural gas? Uh, 76 it ain't an easy get, but it's a get. It might take three calls instead of four. Or five calls instead of four, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it's a gettable thing. Here's he the, would really have it would really have to go bad. Like I'm talking about if they, if they go five and seven again, we'll talk. We but won't. even then, Rob, even then, I'm having a hard time believe they would give up on Jimbo. He, you know, we talk a lot about loyalty. You know, coaches talk about loyalty of their kids. Like, how dare you get here and leave? Right. Stay loyal to your program. We get mad at coaches because they're telling their donors to donate and they're telling their players to work out more. And then they walk out of the room, sign a contract, and on a flight out at midnight to go take another job. You know, AM is a school about tradition. That, that's, it's predicated. Everything that the Aggies are is predicated on the idea of what was should continue, that traditions matter, right. that there is this long thread that you can maintain. And that involves loyalty to be. Involved in a tradition, you have to be loyal to that tradition. And AM is a, if nothing else, the cult that is the maroon and white is loyal to each other. All things being equal, we will do business with Aggies. That's just how we leave that. So loyalty is a question that goes both ways. And loyalty can be funded. You can buy loyalty, $76 million worth of loyalty. Loyalty can be earned and it, it can be lost. Um, A&M is still loyal to, to Jimbo, but you should only be loyal to the extent when we're talking about business and sports. Right. The thing about the loyalty, though, you can be loyal to a fault. Yes. And A&M and the Cowboys, and it seems like a lot of the, the institutions that I adore and, and are a fan, loyal to a fault in some situations. And this is where A&M is going to be tested because our loyalty – is above and beyond the money that was spent. Because Jimbo arrived, he's like our LaMarcus Aldridge for A&M. Interesting. He is finally proof that A&M matters, that they finally went and got. A&M didn't go get a Sumlin who was at Houston. They didn't go get a former head coach in Sherman. They didn't go get... Uh, 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 and Jackie was a good get, but I got to keep in mind when Jackie Sherrill was at A&M, he was a winner, but he was coming from some turmoil and some issues. Finally, A&M went and put their for sale sign or their hiring sign and got the best candidate available. That did at that time. No question. And not, it was as important to Aggies that we offered, but it was more important that Jimbo said yes. That they went and hired a national champion from and a powerhouse. From yes, we took from places that we recruited against, from teams that had beat us in the Cotton Bowl. We have history with Florida State. 
and they got it. So it, it made the Aggies, all right, we are now firmly planted on the national landscape. It doesn't take a player the likes of Johnny to show up and leave. We've got a guy that's going to be here for a long time, and we showed our loyalty, not only with the initial contract, but with the next one when he hadn't even earned it. No. But loyalty, man, you you kissed us. You gave us the rose that no one ever had. But now we're to the point where loyalty is going to get to a fault. And AM needs to decide, are you a winning program or are you a profitable program? Both can be true. It's as very, RJ Ochoa would say, both can be true. And it should be true. And schools like the usual suspects have proven that it's entirely possible to be both and be great at both of them. Alabama makes hand money hand over fist. Right. Ohio State's the only school that even comes close to Texas. You can do both. Now, A&M's got to figure and out Georgia how to do makes that. Some money too. And the way to do that is you're going to have to fail fast, and you're going to have to eat some crow. And you're going to have to disappoint some people by not showing the loyalty that might have been expected. This isn't about Jimbo and hatred. It's about realizing that you got us there, but you can't get us there. You got us in the door, but you can't get us the next place for whatever reason. It's just, it's not working. It's not working. We're the, we're the couple that's staying together for the sake of the kids. It, it's not, it just doesn't <laughs> oh, feel that's right. brutal. It does. Tell me it feels right. Tell me when you look at Jimbo, he has now been here for what, five years? Four years? It's yeah. all a jumble. Can you tell me what AM is? When you think of AM See, football, can you tell no. me anything about them? That's what drives me crazy. As an outsider looking in, I don't know what. Who to, are we? But a bunch of five know. stars. That's what I don't get. Like, you have no identity. It's this identity that we thought this he was six bringing. Year, this year. At six years, I still have no idea who AM is. We're not the wrecking crew. We're not this offensive juggernaut. We're a bunch of five stars standing around trying to figure out where we're going. And most of them are looking to Sundays. Yeah, now you sending kids to the pros. We are. That's what we are. We're a factory. We're a farm school. Yeah, we farm are. School, yes, yeah. that, but we're not a winning school. The common denominator is you, Jimbo. The common denominator is you. You got here, and the first part was, well, you're doing it with Sumlin's guys. I got to get my guys. Your guys were not big enough. Not So well, now we'll give you three years on that. And then COVID hit, and oh, man, we got all Everybody. that. And now here we sit again. And then last year was injuries. And last year was injuries, but there was the way you deal with it. And then Miami, I'll say it again, Miami and A&M right now, or at least up until Saturday, were the same school. Sleeping giants that had known success in the past, that were that had gone and finally got a coach that they felt like. Now A and M overpaid, but Cristobal showing up there, it mattered. It meant something to that university. Five and seven last year, T- quarterbacks that had issues. Both quarterbacks coming in, there was questions. One might transfer away, one might not stay. They kept and went and got an offensive coordinator to take care of their quarterback in Miami. A and M did the same thing. They went and got Petrino. Brought an office to take care of their quarterback. And what happened when they went in there? They got their ass kicked. Now, there were three plays that changed it. But in the fourth quarter when it mattered, the team that we were told we had was not there. No. They weren't as tough as we thought they were. That crucible that we were told was last year, the 5-7, and seven, the receipts that we were keeping, Miami went through the same damn thing. They kept receipts. They did it. A&M didn't. Great points. It's time. I still don't think he gets fired. He hasn't earned the pink slip 
But no. sometimes you don't earn it. It's just it has to happen. Yeah. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. The clock is ticking, Jimbo. If after Auburn, you got two weeks. If after Auburn, there's any lingering question, he will not be the coach at A&M next year. Any chance he gets fired in season? Yes. In season. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. A&M is a very profitable program, and it's very difficult to say fire the guy when you look at Kyle Field and there's 107,000 people in the, sta- in the stadium. It's very difficult to tell me there's something wrong when there's 107,000 people that showed up this weekend to go to the game. Why would I want to upset the apple cart? Why would I want to make any kind of change that would decrease hotel occupancy by one room, that would decrease the number of, of meals bought by by tenfold, because that's what matters at the end of the day in these college towns. Are you supporting the environment that you're supposed to support? And it's those people that fund and work there every day. Are you selling tickets, and are we selling out on Saturday? And they are. Yeah. And it's as profitable as it. There's not a school in the country making any more money, any more meaningful money than A&M. But now you got to get past that. And to get past that, you got to get to the point of pain. We're going to have to say goodbye to the guy that gave us the rose. It happens. Not going to be easy. time for some rehab. It, it might very well be. Hey, let's give away some tickets. In just a couple of minutes, we are going to be joined uh, by a former West uh, Point cadet football player as Army comes into town. Uh, we're going to give away some USA tickets and talk about a good football game coming around the corner as that triple option comes to face that uh, UTSA defense. We're going to be giving that away. But first off. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Thanks for sitting in with us today, and aren't you glad you're with us right now? College football coming back to San Antonio Friday. Set your calendars back a day. Stepping on the high school Friday night lights. What's going on Just here? another, Just another attack on Friday night it. lights. It's Which, by it. the way, you get to go to the game because your high school game will be Saturday morning. Yes, I'm going to both. <laughs> and not going to pay for either. Yeah, yeah. If some of y'all want to go to the UTSA Army game and you don't want to pay, continue to listen. We'd l- like to uh, uh, welcome on the show a, a former. You went to Madison, yeah, Madison High School. Yeah. Uh, when we we heard that Dave Evans was coming in, who works at USAA, uh, and your former uh, cadet uh, West Point football player back in the early two thousands, uh, you know, we thought you were just a, a meathead coming in to talk football. <laughs> yeah. So you work over at USAA and stay, put down some roots here in town. Tell us about what you do first before we talk, start talking about the game. Yeah. So. Um, I lead the USA Educational Foundation. We're a nonprofit that's sponsored by USAA, mm-hmm. um, and we do we help uh, military families make smart financial decisions. As you were introduced to me, you said something that's key here. I don't have to be a member to take advantage of what you do. A- absolutely, we just want to help military families, uh, regardless of if you're a USA member or not. We want you to make a smart financial decision for whatever's best for no. you. It's it's crazy, and not just in your area. That even if you're just on social media, the influx of financial literacy that you find on Instagram and on Facebook. So, and we kind of forget about the military because we just consider them like, oh, they already got it all together. They got it all figured out. You know what I mean? So for y'all to step into that lane and be like, hey, you know what? You got this. You got that. Let's put this here. Let's put that there. You got your, you get to houses. So 
It's I actually like that idea because again, the financial literacy has become so important. It's like it seemed like after COVID, it went up because nobody really was like, I ain't going back to, <laughs> you know, I ain't going back to that. I'm about to go out on my own and figure things out. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that y'all do that. Yeah, military life is 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 busy. You got a bigger priority than, right. than managing your finances, and so we want to try to make it easy for you. He is David Evans. He's with USAA. He played football at the West Point, and they're coming to town Friday. Again, UTSA is playing Friday. Kickoff's at 6 o'clock. We'll see you down at the Dome as Army is here. And we got a family four-pack. Keep your device close. We're going to give away some tickets in just a minute. You played football back in the day, but the football at West Point really hasn't changed in the style that they bring. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a triple option, and it's one of those kind of styles that if you're not ready for it, it's going to beat you. Yeah, we'll I mean, sneak up on people every week. Yeah. Always. Uh, what position did you play? I was a center. So you oh, are very yeah. accustomed to, to all of the reads oh, and all are, the you calls. You your work cut out. <laughs> now, Munkin wasn't your coach. No. But no. The, the idea remains the same. And let's just get into the, the nuts and bolts of the option, especially as a center who you're making those line calls. Mm-hmm. What is it that makes it so difficult to prepare Prepare for the triple option or for the option as, as Army runs. Well, I think it's right there in, in the name, right? You have three options every play, and you can take away one on that early dive, and then you just pop it back out, and you're around the end. And so you, it's hard to defend uh, just that triple option when you got three threats like that. You guys hung like 70 last week on yeah. uh, Dell State. Uh, had a good game against the uh, Aggie opponent coming up. Uh, Louisiana Monroe only <laughs> took them by a point, which uh, uh, that's a little frightening. But uh, here, here we sit. I thought, wait. Army, y'all running up to score on people? Hey. Y'all supposed to set the example. We're supposed to be sportsmanship. If anywhere <laughs> is supposed to serve sportsmanship, yeah. it should be West Point. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dave. Oh, well, hey, if you We're got men. it, We're put men, the work right? in. You, you put the work in, you got to get it out of it. Right? You know, as we've seen all this realignment happen, and uh, certainly Army as a, a military institution is, you know, kind of hamstrung in some certain. Mm-hmm. But they're they looking to move up in weight class, quite frankly. It's like you might be moving to the AAC, which uh, would be a huge step when you think about the type of guy that goes to West Point, and you kind of get into the situation where you're now having to recruit the D1 players that can compete against the likes of a UTSA and those kind of things. Is that something that Army can do? I think so. You know, when when I played, we were in Conference USA at the time. Oh, um, and we hung. It, mm-hmm. It's it's all about how you recruit. So getting the body types and the players that fit the style of that conference is key. And I would say, you know, any 18 year old kid with the opportunity to go to West Point, like that's that's a big selling point. And uh, but you still got to meet. There's still other things like we talk about getting into Stanford and we talk about yeah, being yeah. able to get into Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Like you could be good at football and all that, but there's still some other things to get into West Point. Yeah, it's, it's a little different. Okay, you, you're I, looking yeah, for a different, different type of dude. Yeah, they go to class at West Point. Class, yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. Notre Dame. You know. The, now, yeah. Are you you gonna be wearing a half UTSA yeah, jersey? So let's half, talk about yeah, you from yeah. San Antonio now. Yeah. You can now. What what are we doing? Are you just full blown West hey, Point? On, I on love Friday? my hometown. I love oh, my hometown. I, lo- I love my alma mater. So I'm going to be split. Um, I'm going to be split, and we'll just see who ends up on top. So That's the best way. Right down the that's, middle. That's down the middle. Answer. Right down the middle. You sound like an executive answer. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, don't forget, the UTSA is playing Friday. Yes. you got to get your tickets now. Uh, we've got a family four-pack, and if you'll hang around for about five minutes, we're going to give them away. Now, what all are y'all going to be giving away? I see uh, y'all yeah, came in here about with the bucket hat. I got my, I got my fresh yeah, USAA so, runner's bucket hat. Yeah, reversible. So, and that looking nice, too. It's looking it. nice. It's going to look even better on Friday <laughs> it's night. It's reversible. Check it out. It's in the fan zone, so just stop oh, by. Zone, get there okay. early. Go to the fan zone. They'll be, we'll be handing those out. we got foam fingers for the first 5,000 folks uh, that come in. And now, so 
And when then, those foam fingers make y'all miss a field goal, don't be mad. I, I, I told you I'm from San Antonio. I'm down the middle today. Okay, I'll mess with you. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, USAA behind college athletics, you see them on all the breaks in every spot when you're watching football, both pro and collegiate. And there is this uh, relationship that USAA has fostered mm-hmm. uh, with uh, football in general, uh, but both college and the pros. Tell them why. Well, I think football, sports in general, but especially football, brings people from all different walks of life together. And there's no bigger melting pot than our armed services. I remember sitting in Baghdad in 2006 watching football games with my my unit. Mm-hmm. And it was the kids from Kansas City fighting the kids from Dallas. And wow. it, it brings people together in a really fun way. Um, and it's really hard to replicate. And I, I think that that's special uh, for people in the military. It kind of reminds you of home when you may not be there. And all you service types, if you are in the Army, go represent, put on those mules, and uh, go down to check out UTSA Friday in the Dome. Army is arriving. The uh, the game that we you know we think about Army, the game that everybody watches is Army-Navy, the last game of the season, America's game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we get closer and closer to that, and this year it's in Boston, uh, tell us about your memories of Army-Navy. And for those that have never been, why the game is as special as it is. Well, it's a little bit of what I was just talking about, bringing people from all over just in a place to kind of just celebrate America. And that's, I think, what makes that game unique is being able to just come together for three hours on a Saturday afternoon and celebrate America and come what I would say is probably the best of America, the future leaders of America, um, all around a football field. And um, if you've never been, it's hard to describe what it's like, but it is amazing it is always the top five games of the year i see goosebumps popping I, I'm up just yeah. thinking about it yeah. just thinking about it it, it is, is yeah. truly one of the most remarkable sporting event i've ever been to oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I i was lucky enough my senior year to carry the american flag out uh, for that wow. game and i think i've ran faster than i ever ran <laughs> in my whole life and i got to the 50 yard line and my heart was just pumping out my chest and you look around and it's just the stadium is rocking, and it's and it's not one side versus the other, even though there's a bit of that, mm-hmm. but it's just all about kind of just American and, and it's, celebrating it. Talk about this Friday, like how it makes more sense than anything with San Antonio being the military town that it is, yeah. Army coming into town, UTSA having the success that they've had, USAA and all that the, they, they've done with the military over decades. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how it's just a perfect marriage this Friday. You're right on. I mean, this military city, USAA, you've seen UTSA's rise. I mean, it is so special what that team has done over mm-hmm. there. And San Antonio, there's no other town better that celebrates our military. And so then to have Army come into town, I, I think you're going to replicate a little bit of what Army Navy's like in the Dome wow. this Friday night. I think it's I think it's pretty powerful. I mean, Texas State, that attendance record last year. Yeah, yeah 50, that's the second most ever, right? Yeah, that was, that was uh, only, yeah. only one was the, the very first game yeah. ever, of course. Yeah. That was like 65,000. But yeah. we talk a lot about college athletes, right, in their day-by-day and how, like, mm-hmm. you're really their job. Walk us through a day in the life when you're at West Point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wake up's early, obviously. <laughs> right. um, everything is so regimented, and you you wake up at six thirty. You're getting your room ready to go. You're getting yourself ready to go, and you're out there in a formation early on. You march to breakfast, and then it's classes throughout the day. Very regimented schedule. There's it's like high school on steroids. Right. And then you come together. You have a lunch formation. You march into the chow hall. You have about twenty minutes to eat. Four thousand cadets eat in twenty minutes. Imagine that. That's insane. From like walk in to walk That's out. Insane. Yeah, you you shovel, man. And then you get done with lunch, you got three or four more classes, and then every cadet, 
there's a saying every cadet's an athlete. And General MacArthur shot that he was an Army football player, by the right. way. And after classes are done, everyone's doing something athletic. You're either on an NCAA sport or you're on like rec teams and you're playing. You get done, breakfast, dinner on your own, and then you're studying for about three hours. Lights out at 11 o'clock, and then on to the next day, rinse and repeat. There's no, there every no day. Frap, There's no. No, there, there's no not a down party. minute. Ain't no. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> See, I was. <laughs> Can they get NIL? They got the NIL. It's the U.S. Oh. Army. <laughs> they are funding their education. I would want some of those guys to get a, a Aston Martin or some Kane, or, or a million dollars from Canes. No, they, they got the original NIL. Yeah. They got free clothes. They got a job after after they graduated a for a job. couple years. A got to travel the world. What else you know do you what? want? Free clothes and haircuts? I, I want an Aston Martin in a million That's dollars. All right. <laughs> he is uh, David Evans. He did not get an NIL and never drove an Aston Martin there at West well, Point. I don't but know. He works at USAA. He <laughs> might have got one now. Hey, you guys want to go check out the game. We have a family four-pack right now. They're playing on Friday. It's going to be a game worthy of your attendance. 656-3776. 656-ESPN. What's your lucky number there, David? Yeah, what's your lucky number? I'm 65. That's well, oh, no. We can't take callers. Well, we'll, 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 we'll do 11. We'll do 11. Caller number 11 you are gonna go check out the the, uh the army game as they do come to san antonio on friday what goes on under the pile you're a center when it's when it's a scrum down there is it really because see i wasn't a football guy i didn't want to get injured i played soccer loose ball it's four or five of y'all down there what's going on well i mean it's hard to tell who's around you so if you know the guy that's on you and you you owe him something, you might get him a little back a little bit. Yeah. I always try to just kind of play it cool and just let the pile come off me. And I'm, that was just way my way of conserving energy, you know, so I could get back between the yeah, whistles. You got a big yeah. job to do. You yeah. know, we've been talking a lot about Dak Prescott getting ready to take on uh, the the Jets this weekend, and we finally get an opportunity to see an offense that was kind of. Well, we didn't get to see it all because of the rain uh, when the Cowboys played the the uh, Giants there on Monday night. And uh, we keep hearing about less responsibilities being given to Dak and more being offered from others. And one of the things that brought up that Jerry brought up was a lot of the line calls that he was involved with are going away and they're mm-hmm. leaving it to their offensive line. And that tells mm-hmm. me it's the center. Yeah. Uh, as a center, when you come up and in, in, uh, the responsibilities as a center, especially in an option game where you probably got two or three guys beside you pulling one way or the other. Yep. Is and this is I know you're a center and, and you take it however you want. You're, you're the second smartest guy on the field, right? <laughs> Easily. Easily, I'd argue the first, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, first, take right? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So when we hear Jerry talking about taking some of those call responsibilities away from the quarterback and giving it to the center, what calls is he talking about? Well, it's first identifying the middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. always first. Everything comes off of that, and then depending upon whether it's a run play or a pass play, you're calling out where the the protection is going to go, and then. And sometimes you can have check with me's mm-hmm. when you come up, mm-hmm. and that and that is um, important for the center to call that direction of where that's going, and then everything comes off of that. So as a center, you got to walk up as you're walking up, you're identifying who the mic is, and then from that, you you hear the cascade that comes from that, and you're checking to make sure does all that jive with what I'm seeing that's on the field. Too much for me. And you got to be smart enough. To say if someone called it wrong, nope, it's that, and you and you make the make the switch. How much of it is fake? When I see you guys pointing, how much of you guys are trying to throw people off? <laughs> That's a great uh, question, Rob. I would say it's more habit, right? So, like uh-huh. when you call it the mic, you just kind of point them out, but you're calling out his number anyway. So it's more just habit. 
And sometimes you're doing that for film, so your coach sees that you're doing what you're supposed to do, you know? <laughs> now, when y'all were putting this plan together for this USAA and Army and USAA coming along with it, the Educational Foundation, mm-hmm. you, put, you put these out and you get your storyboard and you get your pitch deck. What is the mission? You know what I mean? Like, what is the ultimate goal? Is just like just to show appreciation? Yeah. Is, it, is that basically? Well, it's that, but also, you know, it, San Antonio is our hometown. Of USA. That's where our headquarters are, right? And it's Military City USA, like I said earlier. So, um, you know, part of that is celebrating UTSA is now built itself into the fabric of this city and Military Cities USA. So honoring UTSA, and we have a great partnership with their uh, um, athletic departments. We oh, love good, good. we love supporting them. And then we've been a longtime supporter of Academy Athletics at large. And so this is just a great, great marriage between uh, both organizations and then ours as well. Uh, we uh... – we're listening to some uh, Jerry Jones quotes earlier, and he was talking about his quarterback and Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. and talking about the leadership qualities that he's the Jerry calls Dak the best leader he's ever been around, and he and he also brought up, of course, Roger Staubach, uh, you know, a Naval Academy graduate. Oh yeah, and it'd be hard for me to even imagine there's a better leader that ever walked a football field than Roger Staubach. Yeah. but it, you know, it, it it struck me that when you're uh, when you're talking about leadership and what the academies provide. Uh, Everybody that walks off or carries through the long gray line or is part of the the Naval Academy, those guys are leaders. And what mm-hmm. is it about that environment that creates it? Is it is it that the leaders arrive, you're already a leader because those are the kids that show up at West Point, or are they created? No, I, I'd say every cadet or mid or you know cadet at the Air Force Academy, they show up and they have excelled. In their hometown. Right. They're leaders already they that you're are. fostering. They are. But the thing is, is that they're not good at everything. <laughs> and the academy experience over the 47 months that you're there is designed to make you fail. And then the question of that and the like leadership that. character like is about what do you do when you fail? Because you're, 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 you have three components, athletics, academics, and military. You're not going to be all good at three. You're not going to be the best in all three. So you're going to inevitably fail through that process. It's hard. But – the idea is not to – once you're there, the idea is not to kick you out. It's to build you up so that when you graduate, you're ready to go lead you know, America's sons and daughters in combat. That's awesome. The idea of leadership awesome. matters. Uh, USAA is a leader here in San Antonio and around the, the country, certainly in banking and insurance. But it's the, the getting behind the football games, America's game, the game this weekend that brings us all together. And I think – uh, first of all, thank you guys for coming out and oh, offering to take it. Yeah. And I know we just gave away a pair. You're going to be back on with the Blitz tomorrow uh, talking about this as well. Make sure you're tuned in between uh, – what time are you going to be here tomorrow? 2.30. So get it your won't device. be as good as this. But no, it won't be <laughs> anywhere nearly as good. <laughs> Not as all at all. So, thank you uh, uh, We want to thank you so much for stopping oh, by. And if we us. could have a tie, we won't. Uh, if we could, it would be great. But uh, go Roadrunners. Let's take one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got, I got a, this hometown stuff. My goodness. I, I apologize. Hey, I'm, it's good. I'm, on top of that, I'm also prior service Air Force. Well, I got my own little yeah, bit. You're right. We're third in line and all that stuff. And of course, you know. see it Thirty tomorrow. Yeah, that's his sign up there. Go Navy. That's it. He is Dave Evans. He is with USAA. And tell us how they can reach out for the financial help that you guys are doing. Just go to our website usaaef.org. Check it out. Um, It's all there. It's all self serve. Um, Happy to. Happy to. I think. It'll empower you to make good financial decisions. USAAEF.org. Go there. Uh, lots of guidance, lots of leadership from military families, both current and former. You need some financial guidance. You need a little bit of backstop help. It's there for you, whether you're a member or not. Yeah. And I'll tell you one last thing as I leave here. Sure. If you didn't win the tickets on the call-in, 
you go to USA.com slash news, discounted tickets for USA members and active duty military families. Go there right now. The game is Friday. It's not Saturday. It's Friday at 6. Go get your tickets right now. Listen tomorrow at 2.30 if you just want them. Congratulations. UTSA Army Friday in the Dome. Be there in your appropriate colors. Uh, We want to thank you guys for stopping by. America's game at the end of the season. All the college football. Make sure you're paying attention to what USAA is doing. The the Cowboys are going to have to figure something out in the uh, next couple of days as to how exactly they're going to face this Jets defense. And the decision has to be made if you are going to show what you showed against the the, uh, Giants and run the ball 35 times, or are we going to see a Dak Prescott going against the likes of a sauce garden? We're bet U.S. guys. You 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 taking them to cover? I know. You're going you're gonna to let the line play out a little bit. I, you know what? Let I like this nine bit. and a half points. I have a you firm like rule. Much. We got one more day and the encroachment of a college football coming up on Friday. You UTSA versus Army. That was really good. That the set getting a perspective from a center, and like he was he was calling it out like he was just doing it yesterday. That's just never. You know what I mean? That was cool. Centers always, I like going in the woods. I always make a point of talking to centers because they like to believe that they're like the baseball catcher. They like, are. We're the smartest dudes here. You know, I mean, this the, everything falls apart without us. I agree with that. And, you know, Dave Evans, you could tell he was a football player just oh, by, but he wasn't a big guy. No. You know, he's not, he is your quintessential army center. Yeah. I love watching a well oiled option game. I love it you when. Do? There's something so precise and beautiful about a great running game because they know you're doing you know they're doing it and they do it anyway. And they come at right. you and they make you make bad decisions. It's going to be a tough one. I like UTSA this weekend. Me too. Hey, don't forget the Blitz is just a couple of hours away, and they're chock full of goodness and guests. Uh, Kevin Harlan's going to be there today. He made the call on that Jets game, and it's always good to catch up with a legend. He'll be there as well. Hey, we got to go. This is R&R. We'll see you tomorrow.